But radio technology has drastically changed in the last decade with the introduction of the internet radio. There it is, <laughs> violence at NBC, GE, com. I mean... Well, well Allison should know. What, what do you is say internet Allison? anyway? There's Allison. Can you explain what internet is? How does one... What do you write to it? Like mail? Just what is this main artery of the information superhighway? Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom, and you got that naked chicks on there, man, you go click, 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 it's real easy, man. Facebook, we're live! Race 22, Race 22 Radio. Welcome to Race 22 Radio with host Langley Austin featuring Roger Johnson. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. And crazy Corey Latham. I've been watching NASCAR and drinking beer. Race 22 Radio, your number one source covering all your favorite late model stock car racing action. And now it's time to crank it up. All right, guys. I, I guess we're back. Um, been teasing it for a while. Been talking about it for eight years, and uh, I guess we're back on the air. Of course, uh, as the opener said, I'm joined uh, here by Roger Johnson and Corey Latham. Uh, good to have you guys uh, on the show. Yeah, I've heard the promo, and it's already went bad. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, it Corey, sounded just like you saying. Yeah, we got Corey was got to change here. He was completely floored by the promo. That was great. I mean, <laughs> Never I mean, heard it before. No, Boom. No. Right in the face. Right. Did, did I mean, that right not off. sound right to you? No. no. What was wrong? We'll talk about it later. I mean, did, I mean <laughs> we'll talk about do it you sit and drink beer and watch NASCAR races? No. You don't? I don't watch NASCAR. Well, I, we didn't say cup races. <laughs> All these tracks we go to are NASCAR sanctioned. Roger, what have you been up to, man? <clears throat> Hanging out, living the dream. I hear you, man. This uh, shop here, we're, we're live from the PRW uh, Chassis Studios at Performance Center Racing Warehouse in Statesville, North Carolina. And this place is packed. I mean, other than, the, you know, the, you got one guy that works here, and I don't know about any of the rest. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that guy gets tied up in a corner somewhere after we leave. No, he just man. stays there all night. He, we got an Employee of the Month deal going. <laughs> oh, so great. Yeah, if they're in. the Employee of the Month, they, they got to stay, stay late. late. Yeah, he's in. He's, in. he's been working uh, hard. He's a good kid. That's pretty, pretty jacked up. Well, we haven't been on the air for uh, eight years. Eight years. So from 2011, August or September, whatever it was, until now, here we are back. Yeah. Yes, it's been that long. Look how it much we've been grown. That long. Wow. Uh, We're all grown up. Wow. I've grown out, and y'all grown up. So, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's how it goes, wow. I guess. Yeah. But for the win. Um, gonna gonna have uh, gonna have Josh Berry here with us live uh, in the house here at Performance Center Racing Warehouse here in the next little bit. Uh, he has not arrived yet, but uh, we're not expecting to have him on until after 7:30. Anyways, um, so uh, you know, man, it's it's good to be back. Really good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have be able to talk about racing again. I mean, you know, Corey hasn't thrown me under the bus once yet Certainly, for not man. having Race Twenty Two Radio for the last eight years. Right. Certainly. I mean, and he, and he did about it once a week before this. Okay. Yeah, he'll get there. Every yeah. time I talk to him, we're bringing that damn radio back. I think it, he's getting over the shock of the intro. The intro <laughs> still is flustered, not over there, right? Look at him. You can see he went like <laughs> oh, eight I'm thinking, shades of red. I'm yeah, he's 
It's it's starting like, to get crazy. And uh, Josh Berry just walked into the house here. Cruised in big so Red Bull. He's uh, coming out. Burning the midnight oil. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. We'll get him on here in just a minute, but uh, – just uh, wanted to get back uh, in the swing of things here, uh, make sure we sound good. Hopefully uh, you guys can hear us out there. We've got uh, somebody monitoring our uh, social media, you know, where we're live on Facebook. Uh, so you guys can chime in, let us know if there's something that doesn't sound right or whatever. You know, we know how it goes. It's first show, and we don't want too many hiccups, you know, but <clears throat> whatever. So. Yeah, Mike Bush, uh, besides Roger, it's a good thing we can't see them. No video, it's audio only today. Yeah, audio yeah. only. Yeah, <laughs> audio only today. No, no video. I have a no face video. for radio. Well, although we will, uh, we will have some video clips uh, up later, I believe. So, yeah, I uh, got I got my wife Kim working on that. Hopefully, she still the knows brains how to use of the it. operation. <laughs> yeah. The first comment I see is just sitting in to see how far off the rails this goes. <laughs> well, no, let me, let me go ahead that? and tell you, Tim, our, our guy up in Washington State. Well, t- Tim, glad you're listening. I knew you would be. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the pre-show, you should have been involved. The pre-show in. was spectacular. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was good. Yeah, it, got, um, it escalated quickly. Corey showing his photos of home wreckers and uh, everything wow. else uh, here. So uh, uh, wow. you know, it was it was interesting. It was on Facebook. You didn't have uh, anything to do. No, with it, it wasn't it. mine. It was right. Somebody. It was somebody else. <laughs> Let's be clear. Yeah. yeah. Corey Corey had his home wrecked, but we can't yeah. discuss that on air. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, well. I- anyways. I so, even, to answer his question, we five minutes and 15 seconds <laughs> before it completely went off the rail, just so you can respond back. We're, we're going to keep it mostly on the rails tonight, Tim, because Corey has not had any beer, and uh, we really, we're really kind of confused as to what's going to go on here tonight because of that. No, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm interested to yeah. uh, We're going to build a bar in here. We're get good. myself all worked we'll up. We'll have it going on later yep. on. we got to get a bar built in here, it, uh, bartenders, sure. everything. Yeah. I mean – might as well put a stripper pole up in the corner and get, <laughs> exactly. it, get it on. Exactly. We're going in the right direction. Josh looking around to see which pole we're going to be using. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a very committed man. He was not doing that. <laughs> Let's not get him in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that will not go good yeah. at all whatsoever. Yeah, right. Uh, anyways. Um, got a lot of topics to talk about tonight, of course. So when we have Josh on uh, here in a few minutes, uh, you know, we'll talk to him. Got some fan questions, and if you have any questions for Josh, uh, be sure to uh, add him on our social media, and one of us will figure out a way to look at it and and uh, you know <coughs> check it out and try to ask him a question. But uh, also, you know, got a lot of things going on in uh, in short track racing. Man, you know, been off for eight years, but I, I think we should probably start somewhere toward the end of last year instead of trying to go over the last eight years. What do you yeah, think? Yeah. But let's start with something good. Let's I start, coming from you, oh, I know Chris, here we go. The, the pre-show no, already went way with, out no, there. No, I know, so. but that's what I'm saying. We should start with something good. we got to talk to Josh at some point in the night. No, it's yeah. fine. Le- I mean, let's start with something good, meaning I I mean, a positive. Okay. A positive, oh, not a negative. Okay. That's, that's what I meant. Let's start with a positive thing that's spinning well. Okay. Go ahead, start it. Wait, is there crickets everywhere? No, man, we're just – Like nobody's got one good thing? Listening to you all the time, the stuff that comes out of your mouth, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Well, I mean, there's got to be something that was positive out of your your year. What was was positive? Positive? Yeah. Man. What do you think was – I mean – What was your best video clip or your best post for Race 22 that went close to going viral? Well, I'm going to talk to to Josh about one of them. Sure. We'll leave that off. Sure. yeah, but uh, uh, listen, the Lynn Carroll deal was tough for me to beat. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, if you haven't checked it out, you need to go to Race22's Facebook page. The The Lynn Carroll meme. And I think that was positive, wasn't it? That was awesome. 
Listen, I don't. I mean, I, that I'm was that was unbelievably awesome, in the, my opinion. The whole press conference was really good. That press conference was epic, man. Yes. I mean, it really was. Yeah. I mean, it was. I'm done here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I didn't mean to run him off. I, you know, I've, I mean, I, I really. That, did. That's what. A lot of times, that's what I do. You know what I mean? Like I mean, a guy's in there trying to get a car. I'm just like, I'm leaving. To be fair, I don't care what the customer thinks. We're out of here. Got a hard job, right? Got a very hard job. But he does catch somehow. You know, you got to yeah. think about it on that side too. He's stuck in a bad position there. It's just, that's yeah. that's that's taking a knife to a gunfight. I mean, yeah. he's he's he doesn't get a chance to kind of lay his groundwork for the whole year or do anything like that. So. <laughs> It's hard for him to Are come you going to force me to throw him under the bus? No, I'm not going to force sit over you. And talk good. I mean, dude, we I'm got all saying. damn season to set rules, okay? I'm d- let, let, the, he went to South Boston and he went to Langley, so let, let's get real. He, he's got he's got an opportunity. I, I know you want to stay positive, so I'll stay I, as positive I as I can. But he, he's got an opportunity to set his rules. I realize it's not the same racetrack, but at the end of the day, I mean, let, let's let's have get we just there. flipped the script here between y'all two? Uh, well, no, uh, I, I just he forced me. He forced me. <laughs> I didn't want to, but he forced me. I, I, all I'm saying is I think that post was amazing. Mm, I mean, I, I don't, you know, here's the thing. People go, oh, man, that's cool, and this, and this, and, and yeah, it is kind of cool sometimes, you know, to look back at it. But at the end of the day, our job is to make people aware of what's going on and to try and have things get better. Right. That's a, that's our ultimate goal. Right. It's People think, be. you know, that it, it that you know some we cover controversy because, you know, that's all we cover. Well, we do hundreds of stories a year that are good that nobody ever talks about. Sure. So you, sure. you guys drive this, but at the end of the day, it's just like the rules thing. The the whole rules stuff we're just trying to make sure that everybody's aware. I mean, the, some of the racetrack operators want to keep it a secret. Well, some of them don't, yeah, but and see, they call me. Th- and, that, so and that's, that's what, the end of the day. That's what I want this show to do more than anything is let's just expose some of the reasons why some of this stuff is happening. And I think, you know, we get a guy like Josh or we get some other guys that are influential in the sport. And we, we, I don't want to put them on blast because I don't think that's the right thing to do either. But no, and Josh I, is smart enough not to 100%, say something. 100%. You know 100%. I mean, yeah. he's a businessman. He, he knows what he's doing. Him and Lee Pulliam have the same approach. Correct. Okay? I, I don't have any problem with that. I just want – I would like people that maybe Josh doesn't directly get to talk to or right. he, he can't – I mean, he's trying to race. He's trying to do all these things that he doesn't get a chance to communicate with. Maybe that's a win, right? Like, I, I, yeah. I'm I, all for, hey, a guy that's been doing this as long as he's been doing it and been doing the things that he's been doing – how do we not come up to him and say, hey, man, how do we make this better? What right. are your thoughts on doing this? How do we and, – and not in a not in a way that lets him have any advantage. That's the problem because that's the next thing the racer will say. Well, now he's getting to call his own shot. Well, it's not about him calling his own shot. I think he's earned the spot to be able to call him his own shot. You're, you're not going to Hickory and getting somebody from the back gate, not that I'm talking anything bad about them, but getting them to write the late-mile stock car rules or getting yeah. them to officiate a late-mile right. stock well, car race. I, I'm, I've been saying drivers should have more input on it. There should be some way to have more driver input than have secret meetings all the time and doing this and that or whatever. And yeah. the, the guys who aren't in the show know nothing about anything. You yeah, know? The only thing I can't figure out is where, where, at what point, did we as a group or a sport or NASCAR as a sanctioning body get away from this being a business? Because at some point, it's got to be a show, right? It's a business, but everybody's in business for themselves. Exactly right. Yeah, that's the problem. But what I'm saying is, if NASCAR's a business, how do you not address the customer base? I, was, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, where have you, where have you seen them involved? That's, that's what we were talking about earlier. I, I mean, let's I, I don't, I don't think it matters. 
And I don't want to throw off on them. I mean, cause no, they I don't either, but I don't think it matters. There was a time right. when they were highly involved in the rule book and, and – you know, things were right, and now they're not as involved, and they're still trying to write the rule book, and I think that's where things have went haywire. You know disagree. what I mean? That, and I think they listen to the wrong people sometimes. I think, you know, some of these tracks, I mean, <clears throat> I was going to save this for later, but, you know, talking about the spindles, and, and I want to ask Josh what he thinks about it when we get him on, but the the spindle deal, you know, only a few teams have them, you know, a handful of teams. I, I couldn't tell you an exact number. Um, but the racetracks were like, well, you know, they're already out there, so we're just going to keep them, leave them out there. We'll just let them go. Well, we might as well just go ahead and add that rule. Well, several of the racetracks stood up against that, and I believe that's why we ended up without that rule. Yeah, but this has you happened know. every time. This is no new sure. concept. No, yeah. it's not new. This is the same difference as it, we're going to outlaw 16-inch springs at this place, and then we're going to let 16-inch springs run here, and yeah. then we're not going to do this, and we're going to do this. The, the problem is, like, I, I don't understand. The, the, the one thing I can actually say about little kids racing – that is successful, right? Let's go down to a smaller level, whether it be go-karts, quarter midgets, blah, 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 legends cars. The right. rules you can show up anywhere. anywhere yeah. You can at least race. And yeah. what I don't understand is I think that I don't know if it's promotership or I don't know who it is, but we've microed it all down into these little niches where you can only be a Hickory guy or you can only be a Cars Tour guy or you can only be a Greenville guy. Well, yeah. that, that, that's a problem. Yeah. There's not enough yeah. cars to service all of these racetracks. Oh, I hear it all year long. People say, I can't afford to go there because I can't afford to change everything on my car. Right. Right. I mean, just like Ace. And, I mean, I'm not throwing them under the bus because, I mean, after Martinsville, it kind of looked like the right decision for them not to have the sure. Harrington. But sure. I mean, them being different and having, you know, rules without the Harrington engine. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Everybody's got to be on the same page. Yeah. Whether they believe in it or not, you've got to get on the same page and move forward. I like a lot of things he's doing over there, though. I, I, do, I, I, do, I, do, I do like he's working hard. He's promoting a social. He's – He's yep. grinding. He's he's grinding. He's trying to parlay it with some of his other businesses. How, how do you not give him a shout-out for what he's doing? And when oh, you look at the drivers that go from track to track. I don't know that if your mic's on there. <coughs> yeah, it's on. Oh, I, okay. I, I'm good. All right. Um, the go that want to go track to track to get uh, points for the national championship, what you guys are talking about, that's kind of going against their own program, isn't it, by having tracks that's got different rules? Making it harder for nobody even does to do that, that anymore. Right, I right. Mean, very few. And, and you're that's right. what I, I mean, think. It's kind of happened. It's kind of just run it in the ground. It's just it's feasted on itself. And yep. I, I mean, it, it, in fairness, I do think they're moving in the right direction by narrowing down the engine selection. Yes, you know, we'll be narrowed down to three next yes. year. Well, I mean, I, we're th- yeah. we're only seven motors to get to this yeah. three group of sure. what we essentially had uh-huh. sure. before. But I mean, we're in the right? same like boat. A Chevy crate, a Ford crate. We're in the same boat with yeah. the Limiteds now, though. The Limiteds have, like, 17 engine combinations. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I don't understand. It's going to be helpful. So we're going in the, in the same direction there. So. Right, because we should repeat it that it didn't work. S- speaking of Limiteds, <laughs> um, one that's of what the I do. I'm like, oh, that didn't work. I should do it again. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what we usually do. <clears throat> speaking of Limiteds, you know, uh, Greenville Pickens just announced their uh, 10,000 to win uh, Limited race on um, Saturday, March the 2nd. Um, I know you guys, uh, you know, kind of have a little bit of mixed feelings about uh, that race and what, you know, paying big bucks, you know, does for limited races. I mean, in my opinion, as long as they're limiteds only and we're not just having guys drop back, I'm okay with it. But, you know, I I think that's what it creates. It creates guys dropping back. Guys don't do that anymore. (coughs) Not really. You can't afford to. Well, there's no – 
Lee Pui meant going, well, I'm going to win well, $10,000. Sure. He could care less about that. He's not going to do that. But, but you don't have to have a Lee Pulliam or a Josh Berry or a Philip Morris drop back for it to be a ba- Scott Riggs. I mean, not Scott, <laughs> Lane Riggs dropping back. Either winning, way. Winning the I, like, I would actually <laughs> think that Lane would take Scott down. I just want to go on radio <laughs> saying that. They're both yeah. my friends. So I'd like to oh. go on the radio saying I think Lane might have him. I've seen them both drive up close and personal. I, I think I think the kid's got him. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll let you go with that. Um. <coughs> Anyway, but like him dropping back and going and women winning that race at uh, you know Carteret. So I mean, it, while it's not a bad thing, but I don't even know who finished second, so that's really bad. But um, whoever finished second, you know, they got, you know, they essentially just had a late model guy with. Yeah, but some, they're racers. You know, a lot of a lot of money. Yeah, to drop I mean, back and take their money. Yeah, but they're. I don't. I don't think they got a lot of money. I, I, isn't well, that not, what you're saying? I'm not saying that they're an unlimited budget or anything. No, years, not. years but ago, compared to a limited guy, they are. Oh, years, years ago, the Southeast Tour, Mike Little was going to run, and Southeast Tour, Ed yeah. said you couldn't run it because you've won late model races. Sure. He said, "Why are you going to penalize me? I can't afford to run late model anymore. Right. I'm running limited." He said, "What if Kyle Busch showed up?" I'll never forget. <laughs> he said, "He's got to pass tech and win just like I do." You know, yeah. I mean, you still got to drive the car. I understand you say equipment and all that, but yeah, sure. I don't think it's that. The only thing I can't I figure out is, and I, I, I'm, I applaud Anthony for putting this Absolutely. thing on down there. I, the Anytime a, a guy's putting up money, it, it's got to be good in, in some ways. For I just, sure. He's trying. He's trying. He's trying. Right. I didn't necessarily like this. We talked about this a little bit earlier. I didn't necessarily love the six tire rule yeah. for the yeah. sport of it. Um, I, I know he's got to make his gate too, right? And, He's runs into all kind of struggles down there with them people and the management and, and yeah, just just for the record when you say every time you say we talked about this earlier it scares me to death because oh, of the things we talked about yeah, earlier. Yeah, no, it's, well, it's all right. I mean I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. <clears throat> I I just I don't know. I think he, he uh, Anthony is a is good at running a racetrack, but it's just about how much time everybody can take. To focus to it, you know. I mean, people got to feed their families too. Anthony had the four years that he's run the racetrack. He's had a really hard time because he tried to take his guys from his team and make staff out of them at the racetrack, which I think is, you know, fine being loyal to your people. But I think at the end of the day, I think he found out that that setup just didn't work, and I think he's going about it totally different this time. He's hired that uh, Rick Hunter to be the uh, the head tech guy uh, this year, and I guess he's, you know, from some of the upper series that he's done tech for. So, you know, <clears throat> I don't know enough about him to know, but I, I know that, um, you know, so, I mean, I think he's going about it in a different way. I understand that he's going to be hiring a person to actually run the racetrack, which he hasn't done before. Um, you know, so I think that's I think that's important because um, it takes, you know, a- Anthony is uh, uh, a very busy guy. Sure. I mean, if you try to get that's a hold of I mean. him, if, if he's not in a deer stand somewhere, you probably ain't going to get him on the phone. Sure. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think him having a guy, you know, there to run the racetrack, and I think him having a guy there to do uh, tech is, is going to be a big difference for them. Yeah, big shout-out to Fats, though. Fats did a lot of work down there. I like to see him he, in Greenville. He's, he's got a good hustle. He's a good dude. Yep. Good, really good dude. <clears throat> um, But, you know, Anthony being back there I think is great, and I think that, you know, I think that he's going in the right direction, and I think if th- this limited race, I think it's a, a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, we can present the bad, but sure. at the end of the day, I still Listen, think it's a good I, thing. I'm appreciative to Anthony. I don't think people, I don't think people think about it this much, but think about, think about the money that Anthony had to invest of his own to to yeah. to try to stir that on. I mean, this guy's got <coughs> successful businesses, and I'm not trying to praise him overly sure. either, but sure. I don't yeah. think people sometimes understand the commitment. From not only the time side, but from the financial side, that that he's willing to yeah. put forth 
to to hopefully gain, right? To hopefully gain. I'm not saying to lose, but yeah. it's, it's not it's like a, four sponsors coming in out of the blue and saying, "Hey, here's a right, bunch of money. Here, here right, this. Here's 200k. Go do this thing." Yeah. It doesn't doesn't uh, work like that. Well, you know, as much money as he's spending running the racetrack, he could have probably bought himself four more national titles. Okay, so wow. I mean, let's just be honest here. Wow. I mean, I mean, wow. it's true. Anthony will not take offense to me saying that at all. What's up? No, we I, I we have very interesting conversations. So I'm, but he's a realist. He, he, absolutely, I mean, he, absolutely. He, he's good for the sport down there. I'm. I hope he can get that thing going like it was. I, I really appreciated what he did there for a while. I just going. keep thinking about Keith Rocco talking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I found that video that's the other the day. I got to repost it. We talked about yeah. that yeah. the other day. Yeah. That's, a, that's the greatest speech ever. That was, that was that a good was clip. Really good. That yeah. was really, really good. Um, you know, other things going on, well, I want to mention Mark Rogers uh, asked, uh, has anybody heard from Lynn Carroll since Martinsville? And uh, I'm just going to tell you. You saw him at Walmart, didn't you? I did see him at Walmart uh, in Salem, Virginia. How'd that go? Uh, right before Christmas. Uh, needless to say, I, we kind of run into each other there, and uh, he kept walking. Uh, I said hi, he said hi, but he was oh, he did say steady hello. moving, yeah. as he said. So. Well done. So. Well done. <laughs> so, awesome. Um, but, you know. Was he in the hunting section? Well, he was in his hunting clothes. Uh, nice. He was, in, he was in camo. Right. So, yeah, yeah. And that's probably what he'd been doing all day, nice. I, I would assume. I don't, I don't really know. Um, of course, uh, other things going on, you know, heading into 2019, Motor Mile Speedway's back, you know, open. Uh, they open their season Saturday, April 27th, um, which I think is great because it's late. It gives us a chance for everybody to kind of get going and then them kind of come in. And, sure. you, you know, if somebody's already out of the points championship at South Boston or Hickory or somewhere else, they go, hey, we'll try to go up here and run for it. So I think that's good. Uh, among those changes, you know, they've uh, – Altered their purse, altered their uh, grandstand admission. I don't know that they've made that public, so I don't want to, you know, put that out there for them because I know way too much. Um, but <clears throat> uh, they're going to be doing some really good things in in that department, and uh, um, they got a ten race schedule that uh, goes until September the seventh. Um, unfortunately, one of the unfortunate things about that is seven of their ten races goes directly head to head with South Boston, which I think is unfortunate. Um, too. There's a lot of there's a lot of a uh, lot of yeah. Saturdays yeah. Uh, that uh, they go head to head. I believe it's seven. I think that's what I counted. But um, you know, so that's a lot. I think that's unfortunate because I think both of those tracks could have really fed off. Maybe of there's one a another. reason though. Hold on. Maybe yeah. we don't know. Well, there is a reason. The reason is uh, that they also own the baseball team there, the Pulaski Yankees, and they're attempting to use staff uh, from one to the other so that so they're you know putting the schedule to where it doesn't they don't conflict. Which I think is which I think is fine. I mean, obviously, it's it's their business. They have to sure, make those 100%. decisions. Yeah. But you know, it would have been a whole lot better if they could have stayed off those dates. But I, I think you know, with the program that they put together, I think it'll help. Uh, you know, a whole lot. Um, so <clears throat> we'll see. We'll I'm see what happens. I'm intrigued to see how that works out. Oh, one of the biggest things, and we talked about it a little bit a little bit ago. But uh, coolers, they uh, they have never allowed coolers there since they've owned the racetrack, and this year they are allowing coolers. And of course, you know the the whole premise behind that, you know, was all the fans said, "Oh man, you know, we're coming back if if you if you let us bring a cooler." And you know, we're yet to see if that's going to happen. I'm sure <coughs> you guys have got some opinions too. Uh, they had free admission one year, free. <laughs> just drive your car up, get out, walk in the gate. Yeah. There's just different things you got to do at a track. I mean, it's just say you could do this. I mean, I think it's going to take a little bit more. Just well, more marketing. Well, I think everybody. they're putting that I, I, in I mean, there. Are they, are they, they doing have that? Plans to do a whole lot more stuff. So I will give okay. them, you know, extreme credit. I, there. As long as people just know about it. Right. I I just hope this is. I just hope 
that were actually only $22, because that's all I can figure that you can fit in one of those little coolers that you can bring in. So we're $22 away from getting a family to come to the racetrack. I doubt it. Nah. I doubt <sighs> it. But, hey, each family member can bring in one, so we're, yeah, you know, I understand $88. That, are we really, like, a... I've the been to racetracks that allow beer, and not right. Everybody there's not hammered in the stands right. drinking beer. It's, it's not that big a that, deal. That's why I'm having such a it, hard time with that being the the save all. I'm not yeah. saying it won't sure. help. I'm not sure. saying it won't help, but I think it's hard. I think it will help. I, I do. I think it yeah, will. Yeah, well, it's not going to hurt. I just, yeah. But it's not the win. I don't think. Like I don't think nah. that's nah. that wasn't. I I got to tell you that I feel a little let down. That wasn't the win that I thought we was going to get from them. Yeah. I thought there would be something. It's anticlimactic, and, I guess. And to be honest with you, they haven't really ramped up their marketing yet, so we don't know. No, yeah, they just gave a right. few details. 100%. That's just one of the little sure, details sure. here and there, you know. Yeah. And I'm not trying to put them down. Listen, I applaud them because they're they're willing to take a financial hit to let people bring their own coolers in, which it, it is going to happen. So I applaud yeah. them yeah. at how much sure. they can squeeze the dollar there. Sure. I, I just – I there's got to be some swings. There has to – at some point, in my opinion, the racer – or the race fan, depending which one is your customer, is going to have to win. And I don't mean win races, but I mean they're going to have to go sit in the stands, see something that brings them joy, that they go back to work, and Monday through Thursday, they can't wait to see that same thing over. Yep. And if we can get that, then we got them. And if not, then we're in trouble. Yeah. I agree totally. I agree totally. Well, I- anyways, I guess we're going to have Josh Berry come over and join us and sit down, and uh, we'll pick his brain about all the great things going on in uh, short track racing here. I got and, some good uh, ones for him. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. So going to be uh, an interesting conversation, but uh, we welcome uh, Josh Berry to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, man, we can hear you. <clears throat> we, uh, you, you was the first guy to say, hey, man, I want to be on the show, so you're the first guy on the show. You know, that's. I mean, well, I I will say Nick Payne said that he wanted to be on the show, but we was afraid Greg Marlowe would show up and beat him. Okay, so we we didn't want to have him on the show. So I'm sure Nick's listening somewhere and not real thrilled about it. Never going to live that down. No, no, he's not. He gets mad every time I mention it. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, man, uh, like I said, it's great to have you on here, and you know. One of the things that, you know, we want to talk to every one of our guests about is, you know, what you guys have planned for the season because, you know, you guys don't really necessarily put out, you know, anything, you know, talking about what you're going to do for the season. Um, So we we don't really have any insight other than assuming. So go ahead and tell us, you know, what you got planned for this season. Uh, Right now our plan is um, I'm going to run the full Cars Tour schedule and as well as more than likely Martinsville and probably Myrtle Beach. I'm probably scaling back a little bit over what I have the past couple of years just because um, we're lacking a little bit on the funding side, and uh, we're just kind of going a little bit di- different direction with that. But we're still going to do a lot of racing. We still have another uh, young kid um, from California, Adam Lemke, that's going to drive 20 races for us, and we're probably going to have a couple couple other uh, drivers here and there once it's all said and done. But, um, you know, it's just uh, – just uh, how it is nowadays is so tough to find funding. I mean, you see that on anything. And uh, luckily, Absolutely. we have a really good partner with All Things Automotive that has you know, been a part of our car store program last year and again this year. But uh, outside of that, we're probably not going to race a whole lot. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's not good for the fans, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's part of it. But, um, you know, in the end, it's like I said, you got to, you know, at the same time, it's, I mean, uh, listening to you guys talk, 
I mean, it's 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 hard to go race other places nowadays too. Yeah. So I mean, at, at the same time, I mean, it's a sure. Yeah. I mean, you look at look at it. I mean, from a financial to, basis, it's I tough. Mean, I mean, yeah, that and just like you said, the rules and every you know everything that goes on with it. I mean, it's just yeah. not easy. I mean, you you were already alluding to it early on that it's just not easy to just go run. You know, that that's what the car store provides. You can. You, you have a series with the same rules and the same people every week, and you can go to different tracks. I think that's their hook. I'll be yeah, really honest with you. I, I think that that's the best thing that they do, and I, I mean that. I think that they at least have some consistency with the fact of, I'm not going to say calls or judging or whatever else, but you know the pit pass is going to be X. It's going to be here at this yeah. date. Yeah. It's not changing. If it does change, they are doing everything that they can to yeah. fit it because they understand that everybody's making a travel like from here. Just like you said, though. Why don't everybody else say, yeah? Because that's not how we work, right? <laughs> like, we, we don't work that we that's see. How, that's what we need to do. Correct. And that's why the, I think we needed to do this. I think we need to do this because and people may hate us when we're done, and that's okay. But all I don't now. understand is how, how do we – we were talking about this off air a little bit ago. We have 15,000 people at Bowman Gray Stadium. And I've talked to three promoters in the last two days. Langley's been involved in one of them. And some people say, well, I don't want to race like that. Well, that's cool. I don't necessarily want to race like that either. But if that's what the customer wants, be it the fan that can bring – the money to even a guy with high profile like you how, how is that not what we're after uh, <laughs> i don't want you down there beating your heads in you know yeah. what i mean I, I don't necessarily need to see a wwf match in it yeah i don't know i mean one one thing that i've always thought ever since because i grew up racing in tennessee sure at, Na at nashville fairgrounds that's kind of where i watched races and then moving out here i think one of the uh Biggest differences, I feel like, is just the lack of support divisions. You know, I mean, I remember when I was younger, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, watching races. I mean, you had races on the quarter mile at, the Nashville, at Nashville. You had them on the 5 eights, And, I mean, you had 20 street stocks, 20 pure stocks, 20 front runners, 20 legend cars. And, I mean, those were the best races of the night. And sure. around here, there's just, there's just nothing, really. I mean, like, I remember Nashville used to have to run – when they went to the and it's probably I haven't been there in a number of years, so I, I can't really say if it's still successful or not. But I just remember back then. Oh, well, they still packed the place. That they ran late models before you know trucks and sportsman cars because everybody would leave for the late model race. You know, and I, I think that's something that some of the local tracks around here lack. I think because you have your super, you know, you, the car store or even you know in the past where UARA you have a late model touring division, and I just think that. I mean, I, I would like to see Hickory pay a 2,000-win street stock race every week. How many people would build street yeah, stocks and bring them out there and sure. beat the hell out yeah, of each other? For sure. I mean, I think – I mean, that's what – I was just I think Dylan. They had 50 of them. I mean, you look at Bowman like Gray. Amazing. I mean, yeah, the, the modifieds are all, all – you know. I mean, but still, the other divisions are just as good. Yeah. Right? There's just as many rivalries and racing every, in Most tracks series. I go to, a mini stock race is the best race oh, of the night. Mini it, stocks or street stocks, almost every race. Almost every so track listen, you go to. Nobody Pay wants to see eight yeah. cars. We talked about this earlier, but I think maybe before you were here. Nobody wants to see you go over there and there be eight cars and you completely toy with the field from a half a lap in front of them. And nobody, like, that's terrible for the sport. It's great for you, and that's what you're supposed to do. That's your job. You're doing it perfect. But as far as we can't – I don't know what we got to do to get more people 
to be more he engaged. Langley did. He, he black flagged leader at Franklin County. If you got yes. the big lead, he'd yeah. black flag him. Tony Hausman, great example. He was leading a U-car race one night. And I we had a caution, and I walked out on the track. And no. I told him, and I'd, I'd been telling him, slow down. You know what I mean? He's got a mile lead. Just make it look good. You know what I mean? Don't kill him. You know what I mean? And I told him, I said, I said, hey, man, you got an oil leak. He said, I do. And I said, no, but you're about to. I said, do not leave the field. And he stayed right there with him. Won the race. I mean, it, you got to have a show. Right. At the end of the day, it's your job to dominate, and it's the promoter's job to make sure you don't dominate. I mean, that, that's it. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think. I, kn- I know that y'all are alluding to motor mile. I think that's one of the, was one of his problems. I mean, I've been there nights when it goes 150 laps, green flag, yeah. and yeah. and then they go right on their website, you know, colossal victory for Lee Pulliam. <laughs> he wins by 17 seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's like you said, that's great for Lee, that's great for me. Whatever. Sure, right, but, but it's not good for the whole, who's right? Who's going to come watch that? Right, no, right. I mean, no. I just, I mean, to me, I think that's really was one of the bigger problems with them was just. And it's just the fact that Philip and Lee are so good there. And then that's yeah. what's kind of hurting. But them. it's always somebody there. Yeah. Somebody always dominates and really kills the field. And that's I, – I do think that they've made this part public that there is no qualifying at Motor Mile. I've heard rumors. And yeah, I heard that you draw for positions. Well, they draw numbers? Yep, yep, you draw for positions every race. That's so, awesome. I, I, and I agree. It's totally – they are – the some of the changes that they're making, and I don't want to let all the cat, you know, cats out of the bag because I don't know that they have because I don't know what's public and what's not. Um, but some of the things that they're doing is good for the racing. Like you going to Hickory and starting in the back. I don't know if bonus money or whatever yeah. it was. I mean, that was awesome. I, I, even though, I mean, yeah, you killed them. But at the end of the day, at least they got to see some passing on, on the way. Got to yeah. have that. We've got to have passing. We're trying. We're trying. I, I, and I do think that some places are trying. I, I, I will tell you one racetrack that I am thoroughly impressed with how the racing's been, and that's South Boston. I mean, that place, Every I went there yeah. three, well, technically four times I showed up. I went to uh, Ace for the uh, car store race and then left as soon as the checkered flag flew and got to the last uh, 40 or 50 laps of the second twin. And those races were awesome. They're side by side almost every lap. I don't know if it's the F50 tire. I don't know if it's their two-tire rule. I don't know what it is, but the racing there was spectacular. Hey, you didn't run up or any this past mm. year, did you? Just the yeah, race. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's that tire, and then the pavement's finally coming in now from when they when they paved it a few years ago, whatever. The racing spectacular. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean it, it was repaved, and then now the bottom grooves ran on enough that it's actually losing grip. So, like in our race, the groove just kept going higher and higher yeah. as it cleaned off. Big speed. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing with a lot of the tracks around here. I mean, even like Hickory. I mean, Hickory's multi-groove racetrack, but yeah. it's never clean enough right. to race on it. Right. I mean, you, that's why, like, if you ever go to a tour race or a pass race or something, like, watch the last 50 laps, the groove's wider and wider and wider and wider. I mean, that's because it's finally clean enough that you can go there. You know, for a normal, normal show, it's just not. I mean, you can't. Yeah. I mean, it's just too dirty to run on there. And I think, you know, obviously they – a nice facility and it's oh for sure and i think um i don't know how i feel about the harder tire thing but i but it, with all this talk about cost i mean i would say the number one even for for us when we look at what we spend for a year tires is the one that always st- you just 100%. say holy cow we spent yeah. that much on tires so i mean anything you can do to bring the tire cost down i think is going to be a plus you know and if the racing's good then it works do you know how much you spent on tires last year no i don't i'm not i i did I, I, I don't ask those questions. That, that would be an interesting number to know. <laughs> I, I really I really don't know no, that. that. I really didn't. Be an interesting <laughs> <number to laughs> yes, know. it would. I, I mean, hey, hey, to his to his defense, though, and I've always known this. People think Josh Berry drives for Junior Motorsports, whatever. It ain't like you think. 
Trust me on that. He's got the same five guys he's had for the yeah. past ten years, but we, and they work on the car all the time. They know what they're doing. They're just like anybody else. There's six or seven more teams that's spending way and more that's money than he is. That's, that's, that's something that I really is. told Langley that I wanted to do. I, I, I want him to tell us his normal day or normal week. I, I get a chance to be in front of so many young people, people that are 13, 15, 17, adults, whatever, that are involved in racing, and they call me, and they want to know, hey, well, man, I, I just unrolled my car. It's now Thursday. And I'm not saying you got to unroll your car on Monday and yeah. makes you win races, but I just rolled out it helps. On, <laughs> on Thursday, and it's 8.30. Can you give me some springs to put on this thing? And I think to myself, I wish you know how beaten you already are. Because you have no idea how hard guys like you, guys like Lee Pulliam, Chad McCombie comes to mind down there, and how hard them guys are going already, they've they've beaten you. Yeah. I mean, if so, as long as something doesn't happen, you're 10th on back to them. Because th there's not a – there's a reason those guys continue to win over and over. So – that's one thing that I want to do. I want to bring more people that don't know you, Josh, or don't know whoever. I want them to know how much you grind during the week because they only see the, man, he's walking around with his JR2 stuff <laughs> on. We're doing this up, you know, and and, <laughs> it, and it's not it. That's no. not the grind. That's not the real life of what this is. Yeah, I mean, I've in been in a very fortunate position, especially the last four or five years, that I'm actually – I work for the late team. Sure. You know, we have a couple – other employees along with myself so basically and we have three cars um working on a four car pull your mic up to you there a little bit is that a little better yeah yep yeah we have uh three cars working on a fourth car and basically throughout the season my job is pretty much aside from the development part of it with our other driver is to maintenance and work on my own race car. Yeah, see, I mean, and that's something I want people to know. I think people think, oh, he just shows up with his helmet and goes out there. At no, Myrtle no, Beach, there was a crowd. They changed the motor. Was that the fastest motor change I've ever done we in your were, life? Uh, the one at, that uh, one at, Wait, at Wait County was. Yeah, Wait County. Yeah, oh, that Wait was County. Because like, uh, I had I mean, other drivers that was like, I've never seen nothing like this in my I mean, life. That was, they got practice. I mean, now, I think uh, I, I, that was one time that I can really remember of people up to me and being like, wow, like I never knew that you could, you know, <laughs> Going in there and, but mean, it's, it's the same thing <laughs> over and over. If you look at the guys, most of them that dominate through the deal, they they follow kind of a certain path. That yeah. th there's just th there's not many. I know this will annoy a lot of people also, but there's not there's not tons of kids just rolling in there with their helmet bag and just pounding everybody's eyes closed. And I think everybody gets confused about oh. that. I think this we're in this deal where you can buy it, you can buy it, you can buy it. Well, great. I mean. Jay and I get our tubing. <laughs> Jay, I could buy it. Right, Jay Hitchcock <laughs> and I get our tubing at the exact same place. Yeah. Right. I, I, it's not. I just don't understand why these. There's. There's a work ethic that has to happen. So <laughs> I mean, that's what I want you to. You know what I mean? This level of racing is the most competitive. I think. I agree. At you know, versus, I mean, especially. I mean, maybe not Cup, maybe not Xfinity, but I mean, this is the most competitive. I mean, I think that's why you see. Aside from their age, I mean, a lot of these younger drivers come in, and this is maybe like their first real, sure, you know, shot Taste at running something. I yep. mean, I, but it's it's hard to win because you're, everywhere you go, I tell these kids that drive for us, I tell Sam, Anthony, all of them um, that have drove for us that you're racing the local heroes everywhere you go. Everywhere I mean, you're you not going to roll into South Boston and 
and uh, kick Philip Morris's ass. You're not doing that. No, no you're not doing you know? that. No. So, and, and, but when <laughs> Philip Morris, the, six, seven years ago, went to Ace Speedway trying to win the National Championship. Asked me oh, to yeah. drive one of his cars. He finished about sixth. That was embarrassing. He finished yeah, about yeah. sixth, both races. Because they're no locals. Where you go. Yeah. I mean, it's so, I mean, in the preparation part of it, I mean, it's even this is. I feel like even changed so much, of course, of the, that I've known. And I mean, we, I mean, I can't operate like that. I mean, I, I like Monday, my car is clean. Sure. You know, you're moving on. You, you got to make a plan. And I mean, now it's almost getting to the point, even with us, like we've been together so long that, and we all know each other so well and work together so well that, I mean, we're working a month in advance. Sure. You know, I mean, we're like our car is. 95% ready to go to Southern National for the first cars to race in it's a month, but we're working on Orange County. What are we going to do right. for there for that big race? The third, you know, so I mean, you just, I mean, it's without a doubt. I mean, you got to be prepared, and it's so, you know, it, it's it's different game than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. During race season, what is a typical day for you? What time do you get up? What time do you go to work? What do you do during the day? Kind of explain that to us. I get up about seven and then. Get to work at eight and work. Yeah, seven work. at night. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen seven in the morning. <laughs> yeah, there's one seven in the morning. Yeah, there's two twice a day. I, mean, I don't catch work, the early one very much. We typically work eight to five <laughs> at our shop, and and uh, if we got to work later to get stuff done, we'll work later. If we are in good shape, we might leave a little early, but for the most part, that's our that's what we do. I mean, and 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 we obviously clean and repair and maintenance the cars, and I I set up my own car. And the other kid, Stephen, that just walked in here with some beer, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he sets up the uh, uh, nine car. This year it's going to be a different number. but And, you know, we have a manager, Brian Schaefer, that works for us, and he keeps us all getting along and on the right track, and, and that's pretty much how we operate. Y- your man brought Zach Bruinger and beer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they were bringing a good time with them, yeah. weren't they? You can't get more messed up than that right there. <laughs> well, we were talking about today about what our topics would be, which we've actually already – I'm impressed with even the fact that we didn't go straight to Martinsville, straight to Motors, or straight to Spindle. So I'm actually enjoying nah. this pretty good that we're, we're talking about well, that. Well, we're so definitely going to get there. We're going there. I, there. I, 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 I mean, thought about it. I know we'll uh, be there. Yeah. One question from the, uh, from the thing online. Let me find it. I just don't know where it went. Uh, <clears throat> Matt uh, Cheatham wants to know, you know, we know you're running Martinsville. Are you running the Triple Crown, or are you just running Martinsville? Um, I'm not, to, you know, especially with last year with how well we ran at Martinsville, it kind of has crossed my mind. I, I think um, with the situation that we're in, it's probably going to be more of a decision once it gets closer. I think if we if we have a good start to the year and, and don't tear up a lot of stuff and, you know, had a good run, we'll probably probably try to make those races. If, But if, like I said, if we, if we don't have a great start to it, we probably won't be there. One one of the questions from uh, from Facebook from earlier is probably the most commonly que- asked question that you get. What, why are you not in an Phoenix Xfinity rider? Why has Junior not put you in an Xfinity rider? I mean, it's all about funding. I think. Uh, I mean, it's just it's like I said earlier. It's so hard to find it. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, is Dale Dale Junior has given me a great opportunity in what I do, and he's already. I mean, he he. he changed my life with the opportunity that he gave me to bring me over here to put me in a late model i mean i'm working for him i've been working for him a long time but he's not my dad he's right. not going to spend four yeah. million dollars right. for me to go race yeah. If, yeah. If, if 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 we could get a sponsor to give us four million to go run an xfinity car and he had to do a couple appearances sure he would do, do it, it for me 100%. but it just hasn't been that easy you know we, yeah. we've worked hard to find the opportunities that we've had and i think you know on my side of it you know, looking back on it, I probably could be, you know, even though us racers love the 
grassroots, you know, sure. work on your own race car. Sure. You know, when it comes to making it, working, knowing how to work on your ra- own race car isn't gonna isn't gonna do it. I mean, I, I try to tell. Them days but, are long but, but, gone. but you're still trying to continue that dream, though, right? I mean, to a point, but I mean, I mean, you can only do so much. You, you can know only I mean. do so yeah. much. I mean, and I'm so set in my ways now. I mean, I love working on my own race car. I love doing all that stuff. So it's so hard that I to go, you know, and just. I mean, now it's about pounding down people and and trying to build partnerships and get sponsors to keep racing because the fact of the matter is as long as you got a sponsor you're going to race nowadays that's exactly right you know i try to tell (laughs) younger drivers that you know you know 10 years ago or whatever i you know i do wish that i was if i was more knowledgeable and could have figured out a better way to to do that and i might be a better you know be in a better position now but ultimately you know, working on my own race car and doing all this stuff is what I had to do to keep the opportunity that I have. So, I mean, it's just your way, you know, I mean, you just got to weigh it. I mean, yeah. how, how you yeah. want to do it, you know. To kind of stay in with the same category there, you run a race for some underfunded team. I can't remember who they were. It doesn't even matter. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, Ross Chastain kind of took that theory and made it work, which I guess he's out of a ride now, but maybe you'll get back in another one. But do you feel like if you would have went that path, Instead of staying with the late model, that you would have went somewhere. Or do you think this is better for you? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I mean, it, that's a good example because I mean, he still. I mean, he was in a smaller ride, but it was yeah. still a pretty solid ride. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's definitely a balance between the two. I think you can't just be out there. You know, you got to be learning something. Yeah. You know, I think it definitely would help prepare you at least seeing the tracks and, and yeah. getting involved in it. And I mean, just being at the racetrack and meeting people and building those relationships I think could be a good thing but um it's a uh, I mean even Ross I mean he obviously built a, a relationship with the DC Solar and talked to them into running three races he wins one of them runs second in one of them and crashes out of the lead in the other one but he don't have four million yeah it, it, it doesn't year. matter yeah right it doesn't yeah, matter it doesn't matter, right? doesn't like, matter. I, I mean I, I completely agree with that so my my question is for what I think people would be viewership of this show talk to the 13 the 14 the the go-kart kid the quarter midget kid you know the things that worked for you and didn't work for you through your journey over the last 15 years 20 years as you see them coming in to replace you as you're moving up the ladder what is the advice you would give to them young kids because i'm telling you there's a there's a little wave right here of young guys that are trying to make a push and they're, they got their families and they have all these people and everybody's trying to grind in the right direction, but I don't think they know a direction to grind in. They're willing to work, but they don't know how to work. They don't know, should they work mostly on, should I watch tons of tape? Should I try to figure out what spring rates are and what a moment ratio is and what an upper A-frame is? Or do I play video games? Because that's an acceptable thing, right? I mean, which two generations ago, they would have laughed. They're... Five percent of the people at Hickory Sting yesterday have ever been in an iRacing deal, right? And there's <laughs> legends over there, yeah. right? So, yeah. so one generation ago, that would have been completely—they would have laughed you out of the. I remember when Shane Meal got the ride. I don't remember what the team it was. It was, I think, the Mike's Hard Lemonade car, and Jerry Kennan told me in the drivers' meeting before the IRP race, he's like, "You're never gonna believe this." This kid had never seen this place before, but he drove it on a video game. And I remember there was all these old crew chiefs standing around, and they all started laughing. (laughs) And then you know what? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wow, maybe we should get some video games for our guy. Because 
<laughs> he just blew by us like we didn't have decals on the side. So, what, where do you give them help? Where, where, if you could, if you could go back to the 13-year-old version of you and say, hey, okay, I, I'm into this now. I have a lot more information than people on the outside. I get to see the inner workings of Dale Jr.'s place. I get to see and talk to people. I get to be in the in the Xfinity garage. I get to. How do they grind it? What, what, what's what's their number one thing they could work on to make themselves better? I think, I mean, and to start off kind of with my journey, like you said, I think the hard part, I feel like, with what I've had is, I mean, 16-year-old May's goal would have been to, to run a late model. Yeah. To run, you know, some runs. Sure. I mean, I raced a legend car. I had no – we had no funding, anything like that, to, that we would ever be able to put together a late model or do anything like that. So, I mean, 16-year-old me was – you know, happy with that. Happy with when I got, yeah. you know, a chance to run the late model. I'm like, holy cow! I mean, I never thought in a million years that I was going to get to race the late model. And then, and then, you know, quickly after I moved moved here and become, I mean, really, it was just about keeping that opportunity. You know, and, and um, you know, now and then it's like it sneaks up on you. It's been four, five, six years, and you know, now I'm 28, and I wish I would have maybe done some things differently to that would have possibly help me get a better opportunity at a higher level but ultimately I've still done a really good job for myself you know so I think that's a you know it's a, just a unique situation with me but I mean for the average racer I think as you know if let's just say you're not necessarily you know really really concerned about funding to at the late model level sure you know let's I mean? say, right say you're, you're a limited um, guy let's let's put you this way you're a limited guy that bought a car in the middle of last year, he tested, and now he's going to go to Greenville Pickens for this 10000 a win race. What are some of the things he should be doing every week to help develop himself? I mean, I think the simulators and stuff like that definitely help. I think um, I think I felt like your question was a little bit more towards like a younger sure. younger driver yeah you know, and that's, that's, maybe, that's what maybe maybe working with a team yes you know what i mean something along those lines versus like the saturday night short tracker you know what i mean well but, they all i don't know that there is very many saturday night short trackers that are 13 anymore yeah right that that guy the saturday night short tracker he's 52 and he's just doing it because he's got a good business and he loves the sport and i yeah. applaud him i i completely applaud him but i, I just don't think he's the mass anymore I think he's the minimum, and on that micro scale, I think I don't, I don't want to say he's a non-factor because there's a bunch of them guys that can still get it done. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't. I put David Roberts up against anybody. He's the man. I, you know what I mean? He, it, right. but he, he's not going cup racing. Yeah, I think um, you know on that level at least, I feel like it would be beneficial especially with the team that you work with i mean these younger kids i mean you've got to be involved enough and and show enough worth at work ethic to motivate the people that work for you you know i mean that's what i've always tried to believe in i mean i've always tried to do work hard enough and do a good enough job to make people want to work for me you know i mean that's sure. the big thing especially for for the you know you got to be invested you know you can't just get out of the car and just go run and sit in the trailer and stare at your phone. That's why I you've mean, had the same guys for 10 years. I Correct. mean, I would say that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel sure. that way. I hope that I, I, you know, I hope that I've been able to do that. You yeah. Know? Um, I'll tell you, you've done it. You don't have to hope that you've, yeah. you've done it. You've got a good group over there. I mean, yeah. so, and just, uh, I don't know. I mean, the overall picture of it, I mean, that part of it, I mean, it's really not going to be live or die, whether you know, you know, what upper to run and all sure, that stuff. Sure, I know, agree. I mean, you got to be involved enough to make the people want to work for you. 
and make them believe in you. And then, I mean, you really need to – the grind, I think, really nowadays is really turning into finding funding. I do too. I, I mean, think, I think social is the grind. I mean, you got to put yourself out there, I think, and, and kind of go outside of your comfort zone and do some things that you might – some people might laugh at you sure. for, but, I mean, you got to get out there and get your name out there to, to be able to find partners to, to do this stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, what are some of the things that you've had to do out of your comfort zone to get to this point? You know, share some of those things that you've had to do. I mean, for me, just even – I mean, I moved here – to go work for these guys. And I was 19 year old, years old, you know, I lived with Dale's stepmom, I mean, mom and stepfather for like two months. Didn't, you know, they didn't know me from anybody, you know, <laughs> and I'm just some dude living in their house. Right. You know? I mean, it was but that's so the grind. That's how it used yeah. to all work. That's I mean, the way it worked. And I mean, when I first started even, I mean, I worked at the Xfinity shop during the day and then we did all the late model stuff at night. I mean, I was the pit practice guy. I glued lug nuts on wheels, had to drive the pit stop car clean of it all i mean it was just i mean there's whatever it takes whatever it takes whatever it takes i mean that's whatever how, it takes how bad do you want to do it yep. i like the way you've done it though you were talking about earlier and i've seen other late model drivers is put you didn't put all your eggs in one basket you keep driving the late model and take opportunities as you see them as we've seen other late model drivers give up their hot sell everything late model and pay to drive three races in, in a starting park you know I just don't see how that's fun, and you know, I, I think what you've that's done giving been, up. been your best way. In my opinion, that's giving yeah, up. Yeah, I can't stand that. I just that's, that's when you get to that point. I think you've just made yeah. the decision. We're going to push all in here, mm -hmm. and yeah. we're going to try to make a run. And yeah, but you I never seen did that. I mean, you drove the late mile and took an opportunity. Oh, here's an opportunity. I'm taking it as I come, but I'm not going to quit doing what I'm doing. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think. I mean, it was really an easy decision, just because I've just love short track racing and let you know I, I mean i think so much i mean i think that you know these all these racetracks are just so competitive and it's so hard to win on these and that i've i mean i've really enjoyed it i mean i i've enjoyed that way more than going and running 35th in an xfinity race yeah, and sure. then, i mean it's so really for me it's a no-brainer gotcha how much do you think the culture plays into it because this is like its own little ecosystem right so you moved here. You didn't know tons of people. You got the his brain's like this big. <laughs> no. I mean, it's no. I'm serious. It's like I, I want out people to understand the things that they don't hear, and people that aren't inside the ecosystem don't realize that this is its own entity. It's its own beast, right? It's its own group of people. Its own. How big of a part do you think that plays? How how deep do you think you have to get inside the groups in the mass of of racers or? other friends that are tweeting or sharing or you know what I mean I mean I think at, at the level of the top three series I think it's pretty big I mean because you even see you see all these people that kind of bounce from ride to ride even in the smaller teams right you know I mean that they, they know somebody at each team you know they can figure out ways to make the deals happen I think so it's even harder to and a lot of and, and the people that work on those teams laugh at me. Sure. You know, they think I'm an idiot. Right. Sure. You know, 100%. That's why I wanted store. to say it. Right. I, you know what I mean? So yeah. and it's on such a different level that, you know, I mean, th those people think, like, why would you race a late model when you could go race an Xfinity car and, you know, run last and yeah. put right. no. 40 lap old tires right. on no. pit stops? Right. So, right. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it, I mean, you're right. It is different. I mean, but once you get, I feel like that's why it's just hard. To bounce back and forth between the two. I mean, kind of once you get in that system, you got to be in that system. You gotta, I mean, that's and it works. I mean, you see people. You know, I mean, like Corey Joy, I mean, he's went from you know the worst worst ride, and he's steadily yeah. made opportunities yeah. for himself. And and along the way, met 
and and develop partners that have helped sure. do that. Sure. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. that's his grind. That's what he wants to sure. do. Sure. You know, he didn't want to race. I mean, he could have raced late models for ten years, but yeah. you know, that's that's not what he did. So. And he busted his butt, didn't pay no money. I mean, he went out and talked to people and made it happen yeah. too. You know. Right. So. Uh, bouncing away from the serious for a moment. Uh, Randy Weaver wants to know. Oh, come on. Who started? <laughs> who started the come on <laughs> phrase? You or Herm? Who, I, okay, I, I I did read that comment. Who is Herm? I like Herman Jr., I guess. I, 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 don't, I never yeah. talked to him. So I Herm, know. I know. I, I, have no I didn't understand I would have assumed either. it was Kenny Wallace. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, don't know. I, think, I read um, that, and I didn't know I remember, what it was. It's, it's Randy Weaver. What do you expect? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't really a legend. remember it. Yeah, he is a legend in his own mind. I remember it coming about some in the time when he uh, was working with Daniel at Kingsport, I think. You know, I, I think every now and then we would show up and watch Daniel and – hang out with Randy and I guess that's how that's how he took it over I don't oh, know wow. I remember at Junior Motorsports for the longest time when I worked in the Xfinity shop that was the, everyone said that and everything was related to big time auto racing so I think those <laughs> two he kind of took <laughs> on took and then he took You'll have Tennessee that, big time and, you know, that was fresh content over there I guess <laughs> <laughs> fresh <content>. <laughs> <laughs> anything's fresh content over there uh, uh, you mentioned Martinsville earlier so let, let's dive in there um, my first question is you know, first off, you know, I appreciate you untagging yourself, you know, from that post about, you know, becoming a villain. But, you know. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <coughs> I, well, it uh, – and I think you, a lot of times you tag my personal one. Yeah. Man, I get like 50 friend requests right away. I get away. confused. <laughs> and, and it's I, my fault. I get confused. It's me. I know that's my – I mean, somebody probably thinks I'm a real asshole for saying that, but – I, mean, I know what you mean. Well, I mean, but you don't necessarily want to be Facebook friends with all all of those people. You know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah. not what you're on there to do. But anyways, um, as far as being a villain, do you do you see yourself in that way? Do you see what other people see? I I don't know. So, I mean, honestly, I don't think so. I, I I think a lot of people think you know that I'm some spoiled kid. Sure. That, has my late model stored in Junior Motorsports' Xfinity shop, and all they they work on it, and I don't yeah. really do nothing. And a lot of people really do believe that. There's fairies yeah. floating around right. working yeah. on it, yeah. and everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I don't bubbles think, coming out the doors. Yeah, yeah. I have an unlimited budget, and you know, so I think there's part of that. I mean, I and I and I remember the article you're f- referring to. I mean, I I probably have gotten more outspoken over the last few years, especially with all the rule stuff, because I mean, you just try to. You know, you try to give advice, you know, and it just sometimes it comes out the wrong way, and sometimes you know, um, make some people mad in doing that. But I mean, in the end, I'm just trying to do what's best for the sport and what I think is best for the sport. Do you yeah. feel like it's important for you to be outspoken? I mean, you are. I mean, if we put them Somebody in a category, you, yeah. Philip, and Lee are the top three late model stock car drivers. Period. There, there is nobody else that fits into that list. So. Would you say that you need to be outspoken? I, I mean, I think so. I mean, I think it helps getting, a, getting an opinion out there. I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing. I mean, I, I don't think any of us, you know, if, if us three were out talking, I don't think any of us would have the wrong, you know. I, I mean, I don't think the motive would be anything other than helping the sport. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I've seen things from, I mean, like I said, even though that we're, you know, we're a bigger team and, you know, we have funding, and I know that I'm fortunate to work for, our, on our late models and all that stuff. I mean, it's still you see a lot of things from that perspective that really that make you see things a little different. See, I mean, but that's what I think is great, to be real honest with you, because he's got so many restraints that he has to fight. He can't get 
I guess you could do whatever you want to, but on social media, when he leaves here, he's not F-bombing everybody from everywhere because I'm pretty for sure when he gets to the shop, his seats will be outside. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think that's what people <laughs> misinterpret. I don't think they understand that even if they're villainizing you, to use Langley's terms, even if they're villainizing you, I don't think they understand the restraints that you're stuck under because you can't pull a Corey at 2 in the morning and say <laughs> something terrible. Jesus. On social I'll media. See, I'll send I mean, you pissed off. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I talk to him all the time. I'm not saying that. But what I'm <laughs> saying is he can't, he can't openly he, he ha, I, oh, he yes, has to I know. constructively yes. criticize yes. with doing it. And I think yes, that's, a, of course. that's maybe something that Philip or Lee doesn't have to do because at the end of the day, when they go home, their cars are out back. Right. And nobody's going to tell them. But they still no, are businessmen and they still got stuff to do. Don't disagree. And I'm not putting either one of them down. I'm just saying. That that's another burden that comes along with this deal that you're in. I mean the I mean just everything related to the the money side of it with the motors and all that. I mean I just look at it I mean like I said, I I've done this long enough and really I'm I'm fortunate to still be able to do this without bringing my own funding, my yeah. dad's money basically, you know, yeah. to it that I mean I, I wanna see the sport stay, you know the cost of it stay somewhat reasonable. I mean, I don't yeah. want to see it go crazy, you know. And, and I mean, yeah, it sure. seems like the last couple of years have just been, yeah. just been kind of out of control with it. I mean, so sure. I'm looking at it from the side of not what's best for me or Junior Motorsports, or just what's best for it in general. I mean, I don't think, yeah. you know. I mean, that, you're 50 years old. You'd still like to go to Hickory and, and, and see Lake Bottles running yeah. on the track. You know, yeah. there's people still racing here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And then the direction they have been going, that's probably not going to happen. I mean, it's probably not going to be late models, right? I mean, if you look at if you look at dirt racing, I mean, like with Raceway, they just basically did away with their late models because the cost had got out of control, you know, so they have a few races, I don't know, four or five a year yeah. with them, and that's it. And that is the direction in which we have been heading. And, you know, I, I think it's good that you've been outspoken. You know, I know you were outspoken against the spec motor, you know, from day one, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean, the, that, the motor part of it, like I said, this is me saying it from our perspective. I mean, the spec motor for us is not financially reasonable for us to do. And we run we run two teams. We have funding, all that. It does not make sense to run spec motors. Who, who does us. this spec motor help? I, I think it helps a guy who already had a you know That's, built engine. I think. And, it and I, but is, are there any of them left? Because two years yeah. ago you could buy a nice built Clark motor cheap which were great motors and i don't mean that badly but it just drove the price to absolute nothing and by the time you were done you still had more in it than what you did the crate motor and you got less durability so how did you win who who actually won there i mean i can't i am yet to figure out who i don't know how we got to where we right, got that, that, from where you know i mean because if you just think about it all it's just I mean the whole the whole motor thing. I don't even know how we got to where, where we, we got, got there with because that. it was the wild wild west. I mean, there was much, literally yeah. nobody at the top. I agree with governing. You. I agree. That's, with that's you. what it was. I mean, but I there's, we still have that. Uh, sorta. The tracks have at least got themselves together and said, okay, we're we're going to make decisions. Even if we do something a little different, we're going to collectively try to make decisions, and that's what they do when they have their operators meeting. Um, you Why know. don't you go ahead? <laughs> we had a little bit of that discussion earlier on in the office. Why don't you go ahead with that? I don't know. If Langley put it all out there. Nobody's talked about jack nothing in four or five years about the rule thing. We got people that's over NASCAR just because they went into raising their hand and said, "Hey, I'm <laughs> gonna do this," and all y'all listen to me, you know. And um, and I've 
said that before. And then they had this rules meeting, and they talked about pretty much about nothing. And well, I don't know why don't you talk well, about I, it, Roger? I, th- I think, in fairness, the first rules meeting they had was extremely productive. Yeah, I mean, they got the first, first, yeah. they got the ducks in the right row. Sure. There. Yeah. And then what happened? And then I think this year's was not productive based it w- on it was the, because the three track. In my opinion, nobody will stand up. And I'll say yeah, it. I'll I mean, say it. Nobody yeah. will stand up because what happens is when we get in these small groups and everybody agrees with each other, nobody wants to say anything bad, and I'm happy. Because everybody's right. We're glad-handing everybody yeah. and kissing babies like this is some promotional deal. Yeah. And then we all leave, and by the time everybody gets home, all the rules are different again. Now, yeah. Yeah. Billy's got one spring, and Johnny's letting another. What What just happened? Yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't know. I mean – like, I'm, not, I'm not dogging the I mean, tracks. The crate, I just would like to know the how. the Ford crate come in, and then you have the spec. Well, then the spec outdoes the Ford crate, and then the Harrington's kind of sliding in there, you know, coming uh, in. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and the problem that happened with it was that the rules just weren't defined clearly enough, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it just That's wasn't, exactly what happened to the Harrington. I mean, that's really what happened. I think Chris's intentions were in the right place they there. were i think 100 percent pure yeah 100 percent and the, the, just they weren't the rules weren't clearly defined enough that where you know some other people pushed envelopes and then it goes past you know and in the other time the intake that the spec just got back that was on it originally everybody's <laughs> kind of forgot that right so, yeah so think about that if you do a chart of horsepower where that <laughs> comes in versus what we had three years ago yeah. but um so you know really I mean, and like I said, I don't know how you got to where you had. Where you, I mean, my thought the whole time has just been, I, I just don't feel like that late model stock racing needs a twenty-eight thousand dollar motor oh, that no. that needs rebuilt fifteen hundred every fifteen hundred to two thousand laps. And the way I see it, <laughs> you need at least two or three of them because right. they take so long to get rebuilt. Right. And right. every time you send them back, they're ten or twelve thousand. And on top of that. You know, we're basing, like, Martinsville, for example, since we we're trying to head that direction. Sure. We ain't got but, there yet. <laughs> but I, I'm i not going to name names, but, you know, I'm a, I, car A ran right with me in the straightaway, and he had a spec motor in. And then car B, I yanked him two car lengths. So which sure. spec motor are you basing the rules off right. of? Right. You know, I mean, because I mean, there's just such a wide range that you can do on those motors that really I feel like in that particular package, you almost need two setups. You need a one set up to run a Martinsville straightaway, and then you need one to run a Langley straightaway. Well, let's so be clear when you say $28,000 motor, wh- which engine are you referring to? The spec motor. So you, I believe, I mean, I have feel you like. you priced it, it to know that? I mean, not directly, because it, it's not an option that we're, you know, that we've looked at, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, I believe that it can quickly get to that point, yeah. Interesting. Because there's a whole lot of other Wait, numbers. And, and, I'm, and like I said, out. somebody yeah. might comment and say, that's not true. That's not true. I, oh, there I will be. Yeah. All the I mean, specs I'm just support. Wait a minute. Hold on. I mean, I'm just not to completely. It's like I said, for us, with our team, we run two cars. We run 20 races a year with two cars. It does not make sense for us to have those motors, and we're junior motorsports. So how yeah. does it make sense for the. I, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't. Right. That's just where I'm at with it. I mean, I just don't. I don't see it. But the Harrington, will, all this, all the crates will get out of control here again soon, too. Because it's already happening. It's already happening that people are taking motors and have it punched as big as they can punch them, and we're going to use the blocks for X amount of races. And we're victims of our own circumstance, I understand. Mm -hmm. But I just don't see how we expect a customer, meaning a customer of mine, a customer of a racetrack, a, a, a person that wants to race, how we tell them you got to spend 65000 
without a truck, without a trailer, without one single tool, without you got a car with a battery, a motor, <laughs> you have no spare anything. How do we tell them That's this is where you start? start. <clears throat> it's it's. I think you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the cost of entry is too high. I mean, uh, wh like, for example, to, again, using us as an example, I mean, when we went to go run Hickory in 2014, we ran the full season, and we ran the whole season on one 604 crate motor, and we put valve springs in it other time. And then if you look at the end of that year versus the year prior, in which we have built motors, and we never went above and beyond with getting them rebuilt. I mean, we pushed them probably too far. And, I mean, just you look at the numbers, it's just not even in, I mean, so, okay, so then you got 15, and it's like, okay, well, we need to get these built motors redone. And then they're looking at us saying, well, why would we do that when we can just run our crate motors at Hickory? Right. But yeah. so many people just have the complete opposite look at look as what I do there. So, I mean, so do you think they're going in the wrong direction by getting rid of the 604? Because it's gone at the end of this no, year. No, because it's already gone, right. really. I mean, it's too late now. I mean, yeah. I think the I think the enforcer is a good, you know, I mean, price-wise, I mean, you get it's more power and it's more affordable. So, I mean, I think it's a good compromise between the two. But, I mean, I think eventually the six up going to. I brought it up at Myrtle Beach and got body slammed for it. But I think you should have Harrington and you should have Robert and Charlie Long. And they should be there engine it comes from them sealed with they're the responsible ford. for the parts in it with the ford now you have two independent guys both good at their crafts you have a chevrolet guy you have a ford guy you've given them both equal footing they're both top-notch businesses that have high integrity and i think that's one of the ways the super has been so effective the super was su successful because you put the bond up and if your stuff was wrong right. you were wrong so it kept the motor deal at least a little bit under control yeah. because the guy building it had some stake in what was happening. Yeah. And he didn't want to give up, so there was accountability. But once that motor leaves Robert and Charlie's or, or Harrington's, God knows what you got then. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what happened with the Harrington engine. hundred I mean, percent. It was, uh, what, $10,500? I mean, is that what it was? I don't remember. Like, what, what, it was like it, that. what does it bill from him? I thought it was more... I thought it was more than that, completely done for well, him. Uh, now it is because yeah. they had, you know, tariffs right. and all that other crap. Right. And it drove the price I mean, down. I think it's, I would say, 15. I think that's not yeah. being, you know, too, I mean, I, I, and I think 15,000 is pretty in, I think. I just like it because it's durable. I mean, it's just durable. He, he had a couple problems, the Chevrolet Harrington's. He had a couple mm -hmm. problems with some fuel pumps or whatever, but that thing is pretty good. I mean, it's been, I mean, I, I don't know, like I said, I, and even that about the engine builders, I don't know how you can necessarily cut all the others out. No, you for know? sure. I mean, it, 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 Especially there's so many out there. 100%. I mean, it, I, mean I, I don't have an answer. I mean, ho I mean, hopefully where they're at right now is equal and everybody's happy and we can stop messing with them for about 10 years. Yeah. But I don't know if that'll happen. So we oh. never really talked about Martinsville. So well, let's what did do, you it. Have? I'll I'll do it. Let's do it. We will go do it. Yeah, let, let's go ahead and get to Martinsville. Um dominated the race obviously you've had a lot of time to think at it look back at video i'm sure mm -hmm. um what's your what's your take on everything that transpired from your end um i well. mean the race itself and the, just the practice and qualifying and the event i mean it was about as well i mean it's out of control i think would be the best way to describe it i mean just all the rules and nobody knew what was going on and yeah 
you know, that part. But by the time we actually made it to the race, I mean, we had a, I mean, a phenomenal car. I mean, by far. I mean, I, I haven't even really, I've, we've struggled there a lot, and, and we had a great car. And, I mean, basically you just fast forward to the, you know, the, what, three to go or whatever, that the restart where Peyton gets the lead. And, I mean, I I feel like everybody has remembered, you know, the deal with Corey. but. Yeah. But really, they, they forget about that. They forget who actually what happened first. Yeah. I mean, which I, I mean, I, I'd never seen anything like that before it, in my Tommy life. Tommy Lemons told me that that actually happened. Has I believe he told me that has happened twice that he knows of. Previously, he actually, I believe he told me, and if I get this wrong, he will tell me. I'm sure, but I believe he told me that's how he got the outside pole to get the win against Dylan Bassett. Oh Was yeah. the scoring caution before they actually scored him second when he wasn't in second. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's been plenty of issues with with scoring there before. I mean, but I mean, like I said, I and and honestly, I I don't really know. I mean, I like it caught us all off guard. I mean, it was so close that you know we had, I mean, we had no idea. But I mean, for the guys after that, I mean, ask CE. I mean, CE knew the deal when he lined up on that last restart. He knew come hell or high water, he was going to get to that start finish line first. So by by the time that they put me to second and everyone knew what was going on then yeah. shame on them for not being the first one to the line. That's all. I mean, that's oh, the way I see it. Absolutely. I mean, that was a I mean, good move the, by him. You knew, yeah, I mean, you knew the for deal, sure. right? I mean, you knew how it was going to be. I mean, I, after that, you know, after the, the restart that I got put to second, I mean, I knew on that next one, I mean, I wasn't going to be second at the, the line. The rules were established at that point. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. The, the one you're talking about, Tommy's talking about, Dennis Setzer should have been, Dennis Dennis been second because yes. he was pissed. Oh, yeah, I Dennis remember. Was, and you don't see Dennis mad. No. He was not happy. I mean, and honestly, it probably should have been fixed then. You know, and, yeah. and why we have that crazy rule, I, I don't have any clue. Yeah. Martinsville, do you still view the wreck the same way that you viewed it day, that day? No. I mean, obviously, you don't, you know, I, was, I mean, the emotion of it, you know, I think I, I still feel like, as mad as I was, I was still so proud of how well we ran that yeah. it kind of took away from it. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I studied the race. I've studied it. I, I mean, I'm going to take it to my grave. I mean, thinking about that race. And, I mean, and looking back on it, I think um, there never really was a real clear view, but I'd say that it was more than likely probably more racing than I than I originally said. I yeah. mean, I, I watched, I went back and watched every lap that Peyton ran, yeah. just about that I could see. Yeah. And I mean, he entered way higher, like a you know later yeah. and higher than. Well, a I mean, lot that's of what happened that to him after around. that. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that's yeah. exactly what happened to I mean, him so, after I mean, that. He, and, yeah. You know, in in my defense, going into that, you know, I was pretty sure that he was going to use me up. So I mean, I can either enter in the yeah. marbles and wait till he uses me up, or I can just race him. And it yeah. just happened that you know we bumped wheels and I got turned around. I mean, um, I don't think it was intentional on his on his yeah. side. I mean, I think he meant to run into me, but I don't think he meant to spin <laughs> me out. Sure. I mean, and and then I'd say from that point on, I mean, in races especially big races like that. It's like everybody's kind of getting along, and it's like the first move like that that happens, and it's on. And then it's like everybody, as soon as they saw me get turned around out of the lead, I think everybody saw blood. Yeah. And then yeah. that's what you really had. did. Yeah. No doubt about it. And, and, I mean, from then on, I mean, that was, like I said, it was, I don't even remember really well what happened after that. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, everybody wants to dog Lane Riggs for what he did. Lane made one mistake. It wasn't diving down there. It's that he let up. Yeah. He let up and tur- he should have hit him in the left front there, and he'd been fine. 
know, and he, he could he, he tried backing out of it. He, and he got hit from so. behind. Yep. Yep. And then that he made it because yeah. he was yep. way too committed at that point. Whoever was fifth was saying, "Oh, he's going in. I'm going yeah, in there too." Exactly. Yeah. All yeah. of them out of the way. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was Philip behind him. I think it just all it just all boils down to having a caution with 20 to go and bunching everybody up and. Do, do you really do you really think that matters? I mean, do you really not think that cautions are going to fall late in that race anyway? I, I don't know. I just feel like it. You're always just going to look back on that. I mean, more than likely there's going to be a caution probably, but at least if it if it if there is, and at least you know that you know it was a. I always thought was 50 to go, and you get a little strung out, and then you got your fast cars up there, and you got a little more respect for each other. You're not on top well, of each was, other. It was 10 to go, yeah. and then it went to the 25. 50, then it went from okay. 10, yeah, and then it went to. Fifty, and then now it's like thirty, twenty, yeah. ten. Yeah. We're gonna be right back. You know, yeah, ten laps was not a good idea. Well, um, ten laps was a great idea when they didn't count caution laps, and that's what I think. If they did that now, if they did twenty to go and didn't count caution laps, it would make a total difference in that. Yeah, it was dark one time we were there. Yes. Oh, I know. It, it was Very dark. dark. Jason York's yeah. victory lane was dark. completely black. Yes. Completely. So Uni was Tommy Lemon. Unical City Six Day was yeah, like the whole track. Dark too. Yeah, yeah, it was really dark. Well, I think, and then you you can very easily get rid of the whole restart, you know, because caution laps don't count, then whoever's the leader is the leader. I mean, the, well, they that, can get the rid problem, of that without the not with that counting race caution laps. Is yeah. that, and, and even the Cup Series has been through this. I mean, if you have a restart box, then you don't have any of this trouble, but nobody right. seems to believe that. Right. I mean, you say, here's point A, here's point B, the leader starts the race, he can start Once again, there's between. something that works, let's do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, the leader can start in between point A and point B, and by the time he gets to point B, if he has it gone, then it's game on. Right. But yeah. at least you have some sort of advantage of being the leader. I mean, at Martinsville, it's just whoever's – it's just a game back and forth of who's jumping more. Yeah. Sure. I mean. Traditionally, that's how it's come down to who's won what. Pretty much. I mean, that's it. You you got to be, you got to be right close to the end and hope that everybody else augers in. I, I mean, mean, that's C it. I mean, that's, C that's C what happens. C said it best when he said, "It's like winning the lottery." It is. That's yeah, it is. And I learned that you know, I mean, because really, because over the course of the years, I always ran pretty much so bad there that I never, you know, I always excused my performance. Well, you know, this year I kind of got a reality of what it's like to dominate the race and lose it right at the end. Yeah, but that's almost, like, that's almost like Bowman Gray, though, if you think about it, right? We, I know you're the big Bowman Gray, and we've been talking about that some. But think about that. Think about it. You don't go to Bowman Gray. There's, I'm not saying that – you don't know who's going to win. Like, I, I've been over there. Well, I don't know. And I think – The funny thing is they draw for positions all the time, but everybody says they just record But the same people win all the time. Right. Well, for real. For the last yeah, 15 right. years, right. Burt Myers and Tim Brown have been the only two people to win a championship for like 15, 20 years, other than scattered out through it here. Derek Stoltz starting a dead back. A.J. Sanders. A.J. Sanders. He wins I mean, 40 races a year. I mean, Come out of left field with that one, yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah. For real? Well done, you're right. But, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, you, don't, you don't never know, though. You really don't. You know. just don't. Like, I, I love the in-car from that place because you don't ever know, right? Like, you don't know, is this guy going to make it through this corner or is he going to – I will always stop on in-car from Bowman Gray. Something I've given because him credit. We used to – the crazy hitting each other head on. Yeah. In the past four or five years, we've realized – Damn, these cars cost a lot of money because the ones at Bowman Gray, they're not like they were in 1980 in some piece of junk. No, street I agree. Stock. Yeah. They're a full-blown late model. You yep. know what I mean? I mean, they're nice. there's some nice rides over there, and they don't kill each other. And they can get all their parts to fix it here, right? Yeah, we have I a used, lot of them guys. I used to come here every week. I, I appreciate, <laughs> I, I appreciate them ranch. guys over there. Them guys, they grind over there. They're, yeah. they're not spending millions and millions. I mean, it's gotten oh. bigger to where, yeah. you know, I think Jerry Hunt, then he, he's pumped some money into a bunch of those things where they got – 
you know, big trucks and trailers and things. But oh, yeah. over there, there ain't room to put all that big stuff. So I find it intriguing that they they try to keep it on the cheap still. You know, they they have the money. Well, that's what everybody said that's the cheapest place you could race. It, it is by, you know. But what's amazing to me is Tommy Neal told me this, too. <laughs> Plus, said, there's no rules, so you don't it, really have to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, but you know. it's the cheapest place you can race. Yeah. But yet, he said it's also, and I found this profound, he said it's also the number one place that he can get sponsorship for. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think to myself, oh, Mike oh, Robertson had, had to turn people away because he had no room left on Correct. his car. I've oh, never yeah, heard sure. such a thing. For right. Sure. What well, What about you racing, Bowman Gray? We could do uh, it one time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> I, I know somebody's got two or three. I mean, cars. if we could get you in a ride, would you go and drive? I don't know, man. I think I'd much rather watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like to watch there. I, don't. I mean, I I'd say that you're spot on. I mean, I think the. I mean, it's a grind there. I mean, they race back yeah. to back to back to back to back. So, I mean, those yep. guys that are racing, and most of the time their bodies are tore off. And yeah. I mean, I know what it takes to fix them. So, I mean, I know it's a lot of work. <laughs> right, that right. That they're, yeah. I mean, that they're putting in. So, it's Go, going back to Martinsville. We talked about, you know, how chaotic the race weekend was. What do you think they got to do to try to fix that? What do you think they got to do to get, you know, rules? How do they get I, them in line I before we get there and everything else? Really, really, really simple. I think it's January, January twenty first. You printed this rule book that's coming out. Yeah. In the, you know, yeah. some bulletins come out last yeah. week. There's your rule book. It's got weights in it. It's got motors in it. Right. It's got carburetors in it. You yeah. have between now and October to figure out what motor you want to run. You know what? I mean, it's real simple. I mean, I, I think, yeah. it, and then. When you get there, if when all these people are bitching, you know how down they are, and not say, "Man, that's, this is the rule book." What it it is. come out in January. Give away. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna show it a little more old school. How about the entry form? Like as David Gilliland was leaving the track after getting <laughs> thrown <laughs> <laughs> throw out, he and I started talking. He said, "We've both been racing a long, long time. Where else were the rules not printed at any of NASCAR's other series for anything they've ever done?" The entry blank determined everything, mm. right? It said the rules that we had to follow when we went to Watkins Glen or the rules that we had to follow when we went to – so at what point can we, like, just produce a product that the racer might have more than two or three days to try to gather parts and prepare for? I think that would make it easier for them to – people to make and it. And the, the Lynn Carrolls that are running these shows, it make their life so much easier. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean – You don't have to change so much, nothing and worry no, and do all this. you can worry about just managing the show and calling the race yeah. or whatever Funniest thing, I thought, what, what and, there was two fours in the field look, or something. And say, this is the rules. Like I mean, yeah. they've been out since January. I mean, we're, this is yeah. what we're going there was two by. Four, right. Two I fours mean, in the field there were junk. The cars are junk. Matt Light drove from – 35th to 5th place. Yeah. I was like, well, there's your motors, you know. I mean, right. come on. Yeah. And, and it definitely would make it simpler. Their, their life would be a whole lot simpler if they could walk in there and just go, that, did you but, guys read the rule book? But in the, I mean, in the cup garage where you got in trouble, that was the deal, right? Mm-hmm. Did you read the entry blank? Oh, okay. Yeah. You signed <laughs> down here, and that's it. You, you, that's, that's the end. I, I just don't understand why now it's got to be. Everybody tries to cater to somebody. Somebody cries. Somebody cries. Who cares? Tough. There it is. Just like you say, there it is. I mean, Let's that's the only fix for it. At it this is. Point. It I mean, is. that's that's really. You're going to make somebody mad, no matter what. No matter what, if you try to appease it, yeah. then yeah. somebody's going to be mad, no matter what. Well, I think everybody left there mad last year, except for one guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they could probably appease a whole lot more people by just saying, "Here's the rule book and move on." I mean, and I think that includes on, the fans. The fans like left not happy. Oh, the fans were extremely mad with the product they saw outfit. The man that runs the racetrack was not happy. No. 
No, and hopefully we're going to get him on here or At on the all. podcast or something <laughs> okay. very, very soon. So yeah. We'll send a car for him or something cool. Y- yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he can fly <laughs> he his helicopter I know, in. Okay. I, that's you don't why need I said car. what I said. <laughs> yeah. just not my car. <laughs> we'll send a car for him. Yeah, I understand. Race not your 22 car. will sponsor it. Race 22 ain't sponsoring anything. Got that credit card number. Bam. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll I, I need your thing. American Express, that by the way. That thing is gone. I shredded that years ago. Dang. I wish, wish I'd have kept up with the number. <laughs> Um, I think that's about all the questions we had for you that I can think of off the top of my head, unless you guys have have any more. I always got questions. Well, throw them at him. Well, okay. okay, so we did. We were thinking, me, me and him were thinking, okay, so our topics, we got motors. We did that, I think, kind of. Yep. Oh, I got one more. Um, Martinsville went over that, so I guess we got spindles left. That's, that's exactly oh, what I wanted yeah, to yeah, ask. Yeah, we didn't talk about spindles. Good. What's yep. your – you know, thoughts on the spindles? I mean, obviously now they're not legal, um, but last year, well, go ahead, tell us. That rule did not outlaw anything. It didn't. There, it didn't. You know, you know, I know. you're in the business. Well, I know. Somebody the, said the that the thousand-dollar Kyle Busch spindles or whatever that that you wrote about, yeah, are still legal. So everybody that's all saying that oh, this is all for cost savings, all this is just doesn't know what they're talking about, flat out. I'll say wow. that. I mean, that's. That's the best way to really put so, it. So explain that. Explain how they're legal. Because the it I says mean, the rules, you know can't I mean, be one piece. Care. So yeah, yeah right. it can't be one piece. So but they just make it all and weld it together. I mean yeah, I, I know I mean, it's you can not make go- it. I mean you can make it into anything you want, really, right? I but mean, it, it can't I mean, be the, one piece. Are, so two by the rules says it's legal. Interesting. Well, the ones that you're referring to that are Kyle Bush right. ones. Yeah. That's what I'm using because that's sure. what, you know, all the yeah. people that type. You know, that's what they read. Yeah, sure, <laughs> right. sure. So sure. those are those are actually three pieces, if I'm correct. You know, it's no, the, the main spindle, right. The snout welded in. But to beat the rule, and all you got to have is, arm is welded on. Right, but all you got to have is and more than still one. Thousand right? dollars. Yeah. I mean, so there's. Your, I mean, so you can still get your thousand dollar spindles. I mean, I understand the cost savings part of it, but it really it didn't it didn't outlaw that. Do you have those? How, how long have you run those? Um, I mean, not not as long. Probably we got some around <laughs> July, probably. Uh, so after you seen them at the Hamlin, or mm-hmm. so somebody took hours to write that rule, and he just made it look stupid in about eight seconds. I, I mean, right. I mean, and that's the way I read it. That was I essentially mean, what mean, they were trying the to eliminate. I don't was, even know that about cars, but you just was like, well, I mean, they no, out, somebody didn't read that rule. I mean, good. if it's if it's welded on, I mean, I can take my thousand dollar spindle tomorrow, run it through. His bandsaw and reweld it on there, and it's still a thousand dollar spindle. Right, that's right. Right, this is hundred percent right. The you, way I read, you, I mean, you said it right. You, and I might be wrong. I mean, I might be interpreting. Yes, I mean, I might be interpreting different. No, that's I mean, right. And nobody's. So, and, and you watch. Everyone, nobody's saying it will conform. The rule will actually change. You watch what happens here. This has right. happened two or three times. So we came out with one, and then everybody's going to figure out that we just have to put a bandsaw. They're not even going to cut them. They're just going to take and weld it. Right, so it looks like I cut it, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right? that's, that's what the junior motorsports camp's already <laughs> doing well, over here. I mean, Ray I Charles s- can see what's going to happen here. This has happened every year. <laughs> I saw I saw one particular comment on there that you know that was saying you know late model stock doesn't need thousand dollar a piece spindles, and I don't disagree with that. But I mean, I, I don't know how you what you do about it now. I mean, you if you're out it's there, Pandora's box. And you can't, yeah, I mean, it's I, just I don't see it's how the same way we got to the motor thing. It's just as soon as you open Pandora's box, it's over. Then now, now you're constantly playing defense. And if you're gonna play, they they gotta play enough defense because we're trying to beat them all the time. Let alone if we get a ten yard head start, we got them. It's over, right? I mean, it's just not the way that it works. 
I mean, that that whole deal, I mean, like I said, I, I agree. If, if you, and, I, and I'm not sure how you could or how you would write a rule that would eliminate the cost part of that and, and keep the cost down on it. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but what they wrote did not do that from the way I see it and a lot of other people a- see have it. Have you asked any officials? You who do you ask? Yeah, who do you ask? Fair enough. I mean, fair yeah, enough. We, exactly. we asked the tour, you know, what the precision on it was, and basically they, you know, kind of said that they were not, they didn't have a position on it, that they weren't really concerned with it, yeah. that they were concerned with the prices of tires and motors and stuff like that. And so, I mean, so I mean, like I said, I don't really know who you ask. I mean, anybody can tell you. And, and it's like he was saying earlier, I mean, you still got I know people right now are, are calling all these tracks I mean right now it's saying hey what's your position on the spindle are you going to follow the NASCAR rule on it right. or not you know and they're like oh well I don't care and then this other track over here yeah. is saying we're enforcing it so I mean then you're all like you said I get, you got everybody right. I get divided. four or five different calls a day from people at different racetracks and I feel stupid because you don't know what little thing they have that not every other racetrack has well hey these guys are oh okay so you try to go through I, it's a full-time job just to stay up with the five or six tracks that our customers race at what rules they're going to imply and and then once you get down a path and they decide oh yeah we decided that wasn't yeah. now we go completely down we'll another path start and all I, over. right yeah. you get super confused as to what it is to where i i wish i wish that that nascar would maybe take a little bit of the cars tour approach from the basis of i think the cars tour lets it go and play out organically a little more. They don't try to necessarily handicap all of it where they sit back and say, well, let's see how this goes. And and they may catch a hard time for it, but they may not. 90% of the time, NASCAR just copies their rule anyway. So I, intri- I, I applaud their fact of, all right, well, we don't know if this is going to be a big deal or not. Let's not start the world on fire. Let's see if this becomes a problem, and then if it does become a problem, we'll address it. As opposed to, we're not doing that. Everybody back. Nope. This is it just turns people off. I think, and NASCAR just waits. The Cars Tour approves all their stuff for them, and oh yeah, we'll do it now. <laughs> I mean, what? Well, I, I thought you were the leading sanctioning body, and I'm not here to completely bash them. I I just don't understand. My cars will never get through tech ever again anywhere at any racetrack. Yeah. I'm sure, but I mean, well, that, <laughs> I, so that's a question. That, so that reminds me of two. Two things. So one, I didn't understand if all after all this stuff at Martinsville, why did they not take motors after the race and go dyno them? You don't have to tear the guy's motor to a million pieces, so he's got to yeah. pay to put it back together. It's too late. Take it. To, well, I know it's too late. <laughs> <now>. Everybody <laughs> had to go did, home. Did, so with all this stuff, right. you know, made a bunch of rules because they did were they all check so anything at Martinsville. I don't know. I, I mean, because we, we were sitting in there. Josh Berry was not in tech after the race. Yeah, I understand. I don't. But we were sitting. I we mean, were sitting in there in the media center, and after about 30 minutes, 40 minutes, yeah, whatever. It was the shortest tech ever, wasn't it? I, I said to myself, I, said, I better go out here and check and see what's going it on. It was tech. done. You know I me? Mean? No, they loaded up and gone, man. I'm like, yeah. you were there for a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. It was really weird. Okay, so my question for you guys is huh. so, so you, I know earlier you asked me, you know, if I felt like the need to be outspoken on certain stuff, you know, for the, for, because blah, 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 you know, what. It, so do you think the fact of me being outspoken or taking a, a stance against a rule or a motor or whatever directly affects calls that I get at the racetrack or goes when I go through tech or a situation like a, a Martinsville on a restart like that? 
Well, I mean, I don't think that call had anything to do with that. But <clears throat> I, I do think that a call could go against you based on what – I mean, I think Lee Pulliam's a great example. 100%. Lee Pulliam today is like, you know, the most PC person you'll ever talk to. Like when I call him to interview him, it's like, PC, yeah, man, love you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's every, yeah, they're doing a good job. I think it, uh, it used to be, he just run off at the mouth as soon yeah. as you started talking to him. Yeah. And I think he learned that he really couldn't afford to do that, especially with having cars. You're in a different position. You you know, you're only driving. Um so I, don't, I don't know. I, I think it could go against you, but I but I also think that somebody's I mean, got to do the part it. That I that I, hate I think ten, ten, ten years ago, maybe more. Now we're so we're, we're all professional. Everything's professional here. We Where? got everybody's Where? looking at everything. Where? Not in this room, right. not ever. Um, but you know the sports <laughs> professional, whatever. Everybody's filming something. They're not going to go. You know, ten years ago, we, they might get pissed and do something to you. You know what I mean? But I don't think as much now. I, I don't think. I, I think. Yes, I, I think I do. You saw but here's what I'm going to tell you: the, our level. I think. I, you I, I think yes. Yeah. I, I think that you will. I, I think you will get patronized to a point. But what I think is interesting is, I think that's when you know you made it, because I think, and I'm not saying made it to where you've ended your yeah. career and you're ready to retire and go off and have hundreds of kids. I, I'm just saying, I think that's <laughs> when you know that you. The guy that sucks catches no flack. No. Yeah. Let's say get anything. that out Nobody there. talks about the guy that finishes 12th. The guy that yeah. sucks. I mean, like Zach Bruinger, we're not talking yeah. about him. Yeah. I mean, the perfect is no talent, no disports. Perfect. I mean, he's even got the name, right? I just think that, yes, you're going to catch some bad ones. And I think you're going to catch some bad ones for you. But I think He, he just used reverse psychology. To. He won't now because he just said it. <laughs> I think he's yeah, I think that's, that's what, what he's, he's trying, trying to do. He's trying to make sure they I, all hear it. So if it does happen, I'll see. I told you. I think you got it. <laughs> I think that's the kind of the cross you got to bear in that deal, right? I think I, mean, I, I think the sport needs you to do it. I mean, do you think it's worth it for you to do that, that to get? That's a, bad a better call. question. I don't. I, I mean, it's hard to say. I think because um, from the driver team yeah, side, that is hard to say. Well, it's it's hard to say, and I think the reason why I'm more apt to be more outspoken on it is because. Realistically, I feel like, you know, if I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be able to do this. Sure. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Sure. I, I mean, I, realistically. It's every, got to a point. Something's got to give. give. Something's right? got to give. Some, I mean, right now, like I said, we're, I mean, sponsor doesn't come back next year. Is it time to do something else? You know what I mean? So it's not like I feel like I can be a lifetime late model racer for junior motorsports forever. So, I mean, I think eight years ago, I mean, I'm going to try not to make a peep about anything. Number sure. one, because I don't sure. know. Keep my head but down. But number two, because I don't want to stir up anything to, you know. But yeah. I think now, I mean, I anything that really any anybody says, I think, has, you know, the right intentions. You know, I think I just, I guess, seeing it from the perspective of us and the team, you know, having a team and everything, I think, you know, you just see how much stuff costs a lot of times on paper. I think the Saturday night racer doesn't realize, you know, 100 here, 500 here, sure. you know. But when you see it all, you know, because it's all budgeted. I mean, we know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, when you see all of it, how much you spend on, how much more expensive it is to run a built motor at Motor Mile versus a crate motor at Hickory or vice versa. I mean, that's when you see, I mean, you just, you see the stuff. And I, and I, and I don't see how others don't see the same thing, but I, I, I don't mean, see how they probably would have their own reasoning. spending money doesn't equivalent to time. That's the thing I can't figure out. I can't figure out how people would rather spend a thousand dollars more on spindles 
then know that their kid with two sets of tires got 165 or 250 or 4,000 more laps. So they don't equivalent the money to the time. It drives me absolutely crazy because you get a dad that comes in. It's like, here, I, poof, here's a suitcase of money. What do I need to do now? And you're like, I, I just started telling him. I took kind of a Greg Marlowe <laughs> play. What you need now is to go run about 12 million laps over there <laughs> and spend about three years getting your butt kicked, and then you can come back and actually compete. But until then, it's great that a lot of these young guys get in there and dominate, but what kills me is when they start to run out of money, now all of a sudden money becomes important because now they're trying to prolong their time. Sure. Mm-hmm. But let, let's be honest. What young guys jumping in there and dominate? They're not. It's not happening to yeah, more. I don't but see that's, it. But that's uh, some yeah. of it is my opinion of why people quit so quick, too. Sure. Because they don't just come into it and spend as much as Junior Motorsports is spending or you can buy 15 dudes and have a 48-foot tractor trailer out there and do all this crazy stuff and still go get your butt kicked. Yeah. It's the time that you put in to grind and through it. So why does everybody want to pay more, which means they can actually rest, race less? That's the thing I can't figure out. To where if we curbed it to where we spent less and raced more, the whole sport would continually try to grow. But that's not the memo. I, and I'd I, like to raise my chassis to 100 grand too. So, but well, everybody <laughs> already says it's the chassis guys. Anyways, yeah, it's sure. making all the money. Yeah, so. yeah right. Okay. Steel went up 33%. We raised the price 200 bucks. Good, good. It was a big move. <laughs> big move. We made big things happen there. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you totally, though, on the the cost. You know, it, it, it's got to be reined in at some point or another. I it, mean, and I think we are on a path to trying to get it reined in. Yeah. But I, I do think that if the spec motor is 28000 or or just <clears throat> whatever the number is, that much more than the Harrington or the um, Ford, then – we either need to figure out how to get it back down and make the same horsepower or it needs to be eliminated. And I do think that it will probably will be eliminated at some point or another because if I'm not mistaken, Cars has an agreement with Harrington not to change anything, and they have an agreement with Ford not to change anything. Well, there's nobody to talk to over the spec motor. They mm-hmm. can't go to the, that guy and say, because it is no guy. There, It's just all kinds of people. So I think that that's one thing that I think could help a whole lot. If nothing else comes out of this, I'd like to just establish who the racer talks to. I would like to know who, at the end of the day, anybody can jump in the comments, Get NASCAR can jump in the comments, who does the racer actually call when they have questions? Hmm. That, that's what I – right, right, me, yeah. I, and, and I'm just going to end up looking like the bad guy at the end, of it, which is fine. At the, pl- end, of the, at the end of the day, that sounds like the dumbest thing ever, though. This big-time thing we have here, and we don't know what's going on with and, it and you know at what's, all. What's, I mean, what's interesting is all the people that are inside – the machine think it's terrible, and all the people on the outside just wish they were in the machine. How can we not get them to do it more? How can we not get NASCAR to want to bring those people into it? Because they don't. They can't even tell us that are in the machine spending the money, spending your own dollars, your own time. Your own, you can't even give me an answer. How do you remotely think that you're going to get to the 14-year-old kid in Michigan that – his dad loves racing, and his family loves racing, and they want to race. Where do we bridge that gap? Because there's nobody to even talk to. If you were going to run the Triple Crown, who would you talk? Would you have to call each racetrack's 
tech guy individually to discuss what the rules Shane are, how things are going to work. Shane Law is the only mean, person I, like, yeah. I mean, that's Langley Speedway, but I, mean, I don't think – Well, I thought I he's mean, over I, everything. No. I don't think I so. Mean, I, Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I think – we went through that a lot before we started running the Cars Tour. You know, we – like, we spent uh, the first half of, I think um, – 2015 maybe I, I don't know the years all run together I guess now but yeah. we, we, you know one year we kind of spent and we were kind of bouncing between Hickory and Greenville and Motor Mile and I mean every week you're even then you were still you know what can you know just trying to make sure yeah. you 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 know what and it only got worse from there so I mean yeah, yeah. you would have you would have to but I will say that it, it does seem like lately at least it Everybody seems to be getting more on the same page. Close. I agree. The gap is closing. Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah. seems to be, you know, now you're just, I mean, motors and weights and carburetors and spacer plates and, you know, stuff like that, I think, are the stuff that you can, because, I mean, it wasn't not too long ago what that um, somebody qualified on the front row at Martinsville and had a pl- spacer plate on by accident. I think, right? Was uh, was that Jeff Oakley? Yes. Yeah. Jeff Oakley. Yes, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. But you can't yeah. I, you can't convince me that they they put that sp- spacer plate on there thinking like, man, I hope we get this one by. I mean, it was probably an honest mistake because they just probably didn't know the rules. I, I mean, I, I, hey, wait a minute, did that happen at so. Old Dominion? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not commenting on that one. Um, <laughs> going back to the spindle thing. Uh, Brian Reedy chimed in. I'm assuming this is about spindles. Um, said, if outlawed, it should have been across the board. Not this brand is okay, but not this one I'm referring to there. But I think um, I, I don't want to get into brands. I, I don't want to no. call in people out, but, yeah. you know, more or less what he's saying is correct. You know, there, there's, a, there's a spindle out there that has the, the steering arm billed, CNC'd into it. And then you have one that's welded on. Now you can argue if that's even really that big of a deal, but when I say that really to make you know one spindle legal based on their rules, I would have to cut it in his span saw and weld it back on, and then it's still a thousand dollar spindle. I mean, I thought the rule was related to cost, and really it doesn't seem like it was. Well, take that a little bit further for us. I know you don't want to really call anybody out, but like, what spindle do you think was outlawed? I mean, it was the one that everyone's calling one piece, but it's actually two pieces because it's a spindle with a steering arm and then a snout welded in it. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know who builds spindles. I don't know. That's above right my Right now, paper. everybody does. Yeah. I mean, anybody with a CNC machine, I guess, yeah. can do them. Yeah, right now, I mean, everybody. Just, you got a CNC machine, you're on it. Yeah, I mean, it. We're still building them the old way here. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um... <clears throat> <laughs> James Benfield uh, chimed in, and he said, a sponsor and car owner controls the driver's mouth. If not, they will find one who does. For sure. And you're probably right. Listen, of course, Junior's back to the fairly outspoken, yeah. especially now that he's not in a car. Yeah, but he's, he's a racer. Outspoken. But he's a racer, that's why. Yeah. Have you, I'm assuming not, but have you caught any flack, you know, from that side uh, of you being outspoken? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, they... I'm not sure. I mean, you I mean, really haven't went. Some stuff. Yeah, you're crazy or nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 the crowd or I don't think I've, yeah, went, <coughs> no. went bananas. I mean, I. Troy McCarty chimed in talking oh, about God. the spindles. He said that there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, there are rules on angles, so it don't matter if it's one piece or 20. Okay. I don't. 
I don't really know. <clears throat> I, that's above the spindle conversation is above my pay grade, so I'm depending yeah, that, that on you too. Above my head. Yeah. Gotcha. So Troy, so. maybe. Uh, Chime back in. I mean, uh, it, to me, it's not really about one piece or two piece. I I thought the whole thing was about cost, and we didn't do that. That's I mean, that's all I'm really getting at. I'm not really yeah, right. trying yeah, to shame. You don't care if it's two. Yeah, you don't care what's an advantage or doing this that, or whatever. You know, you yeah. can still go buy them. I mean, I I can go buy a twenty five hundred dollar helmet, or I can go buy a six hundred dollar helmet. Right? I mean, right, right. It doesn't. So there's there's really there's really no fix for that is what you're saying. There's no way. I mean, is there a way for them to even write that rule to where that that spindle would be outlawed? I mean, if if you say you can cut it, old, so how how would how would they we, write it? We a rule? go back old school cup where we had to have built all that old cast stuff that we had to grind down to try to make lighter. I don't know how those were production spindle of sorts. I don't know beside that how we I mean, do but it. I, at that level, they've already been through all this. Right. That's what I mean. But that's what I can't figure out. How have we been through this all? But, yeah, we don't care about this. I mean, they here. had those rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like, that's my question again. Yeah, we've been through this. We've done this. We got all the data from all these 5,000 races that have happened. We know what worked, what didn't work. Down here, let's not employ any of those tactics that we learned up here. Let's just continue to do whatever we want to down here and let it run amok. How, how is that going to win? I don't know. I'm going back reading some of the comments that Derek Stoltz said that uh, at Motor Mile, people's kids were going to be carrying in 12 packs. <laughs> and, and and to uh, David Hagen's credit, he did <laughs> say that he didn't care if everybody coming in had well, had four or six beers, whatever it fit. I can't remember. Yeah. But he didn't care if every one of them had beers in it or if what they had in it. It didn't matter to him. So. It was pretty uh, awesome. Pretty interesting. It's not like the best I, sponsors I, I, for I, that I, facility is DUI lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> I think Doc's drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> I think he drinks. I mean, I agree with Roger on that thing. I just can't see that really. Everybody makes a big deal out of it, but yeah. I don't really I, see how it's going to affect anything. I, I, mean, I just had an old-timer tell me one time, and I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm not going to bring up who he is. He's still kind of around, but he says – you know, all these racers think they're one shot click away from winning this race. He's like, there's five guys going to win this race. The other 15 got no idea. Right. They're not a right. shot click away. They're not a tire away. They're not a new right rear away. They're not a rent and spring away. They got to work harder to get there. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people miss out because we do want to talk about how we can buy a $1,000 spindle and put it on stuff. Facebook what, and I always Instagram. Told back, back, all back in the day, Speedy Fawcett won all the races at Ace. He won 33 late mile races in like a four-year period. And I asked him, I said, how you went on this? He said, my car is 19 years old. He said, on Sunday, I work on it. Monday, I work on it. Tuesday, right. I work on it. He right. said, These other guys unload on Thursday and wonder why I'm kicking their butt every week. You know? Right. That's what I don't understand. That's that's why I wanted to do this. I, I wanted – Langley and I talked about this show – quite a bit and the thing I wanted to do is I wanted to eliminate the excuses I wanted to have guys like him on that do the grind and eat all the garbage that they have to eat to yeah. try to continue going where they need to go. Don't you think there's a lot less now than there was three or four years ago of these kids just coming in not touching a car and driving it and leave? No. You don't think? No, no I think there's a lot less of those kids coming in but yeah. I don't think there's a lot less of them you know not uh, you know not you know working on the car. I mean, I think part to add on, like, what you're saying with the whole rules is, I mean, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I mean, you didn't have Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff where all these people can read right. and form opinions on yeah, it without right. really knowing. I mean, right. 
I mean, your posts are <laughs> controversial. They also had a rule book that everybody yeah. got, and they read it, and they go, oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. Let's well, right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. I mean, that's exactly what Listen, yeah, when Greg Marlowe came to work here, I said, I, your, our licenses came, and I gave him the rule book. This is no shit. He walked over to the trash can, <laughs> and I used to carry it all the time. He walked over to the trash can. He looked around. Threw it in the garbage, went right back to welding. I was like, <laughs> all right, so the rules have been set here. This is the way we're going to do this. I, I, don't, I don't know that there's a win. I, I, don't, I don't know unless the collective group gets together and some people become outspoken and are willing to stand up and say, hey. Somebody takes a lead. Right. And, does. and, and that, that's why this needs to happen. We need to, give, we need to show people some ways that I think people are making it and other ways that people aren't. I just don't think enough people get access to to guys that have made it, to the Phillips, to the Lees, to the whatever, to be able to realize how hard them dudes go after it all the time. Eat, sleep, how much of their families they give up, how much of their vacations they give up, yeah. how much of their they live in a smaller home, how much of they're driving a 1984 minivan with no bumper, how much, you know, what they give <laughs> off. Like Lee's dropping down. That's I why he said that. How much they give up. <laughs> to be able to actually get what they get. And then if you do understand that, how are you pissed when a guy gets mad after he put his whole heart, body, soul, life in front of this to make yeah. it successful? How do you crap on him when he gets pissed because he feels like something didn't go his way? Uh, that's a that's a form of commitment that I think a lot of people don't understand to be successful that that's what it takes. Right. I think overall I do think it is heading in a little bit of a, you know, more positive direction. I mean, I think in the end, what everybody wants is for them to, to go by the rule book that they print. And sure, there's plenty of things. Like I said, there's plenty of things that, you know, you could talk about that are, that people let go that aren't in the rule book and blah, blah, blah. Sure. But I mean, and you're not going to fix it overnight. 100%. But at nah. least if you can give people a direction to work in, so you're not just, I mean, it's even like the spindle thing. Let's say even if you wanted to go that route where you just, and you know, outlaw it completely. Say, look, by 2020, you can't run them anymore. Right. So when you wreck one, you should probably. Right. You know, I mean, don't go buy another. Right. But, yeah. but to your point, how would they do that? I don't know. I mean, I'm just using that as an example. I got I don't you. Think, well, but, but I got you. It's like, I mean, Cars Tour wrote in, and, and I don't know if NASCAR may have done this as well. You know, wrote in the rule book that said, you know, the 604 is going to be phased out sure. of competition, yeah. and this motor is going to be phased out. You know, yeah. that, those type of things. I don't know I if mean, NASCAR ever wrote that in there. I'm not but sure. I mean, that, that is. It was a best release, thing. I think, that, that's, or something. That's been the biggest there? problem last year. Is that they say, oh, you can't do this anymore. Well, everybody's like, well, crap, I got this. Right. You know, now what the hell am I going to do with it? You know? I'll tell you what you're going to do. It's going to be a second chance. <laughs> There's a whole graveyard full of stuff down there that was great ideas Yeah. that people have spent. This is the only machine or business that I've ever seen that consumes money as fast as you can shove it in the shredder. If you don't believe it, go to RCR. It's the truth, right? They're just throwing pallets of it in the shredder. For what? Right? Like, at some point, if we can curb it to where it's marginally, you know, like, you can flare your fenders out an extra two inches. I, I don't know. Let, let's come up with some way that doesn't just torture everybody to death and cost. Because we're running the middle out. We're right. completely running the middle out. Yeah. Talking about spindles, Adrian Hodges uh, chimed in and said spindles aren't winning races. It's who's in between the seat and the steering that's winning races. Spindles are just a small piece of a big puzzle. And, and of course, he's right. I mean, there's no doubt. But uh, everything, you know, and I'm not against or for the spindles. I don't, I'm not smart enough to know anything about them. I don't, actually, if you showed me one, I wouldn't know what the hell it was. Um, <clears throat> but 
at the end at the end of the day, I'm just for whatever saves us. Yeah, period. Sure. A- as a whole, for late model stock racing, that's all I really care about. Late model stock racing. What saves us? If it saves the drivers money, if it you know gets more fans in the stand, that's all I care about. So I mean, that's and, and ultimately, I mean, if the spindles don't matter, then we don't need to be writing a rule for. Them. You know what I mean? We don't read, especially a rule like if you say that it's that convoluted, anyways. You know that it basically <coughs> bigger does fish nothing, to fry. Then why would we even write it? it? Did CE have them on? Do what now? Did CE have them on? <laughs> Shot me down. I was like, I got him here. I, I thought I maybe I had one. Sorry. I mean, maybe we need to start making a list of spindles at the racetrack instead of engines. Right. You know? Yeah. I think uh, that would be possible. I, I, yeah. I, well. If if Kim would do it, I, I told her one time. I oh, said, geez. I said, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go get every driver's chassis, shocks, whoever built the shocks, the engine builder. I need I need everything. Okay. I I need to know how many stickers is on the side of their car. I want it all. Because, I mean, these fans, I mean, and it's not just fans. It's other teams and stuff that will ask on there. I mean, like, they want to know. I mean, like, I get people, if we go to a race and we don't have a list of engines, I get text messages. Hey, man, do you happen to know who so such and such, what engine they sure. have? I mean, like, people really want to know that. I mean, like, it's it's that important. That's I mean, the second best part I mean, of race do you, monitor. Do you care? That's the second best I part mean, of race monitor, for real. It. It's they the are time. up with it. The time is the best. And 90% then, of the time, there's a wrong. I don't care. People still, I'm <laughs> telling you, you know. people still go nuts about it. Did you see he had? I'm like, no, nope, he didn't. I mean, <laughs> he probably no more than he, any of he it. Didn't. I mean, he, I, kn- I remember at the fall brawl at Hickory, you were like, and like I said, I'm not going to name them. They were like, such and such is wearing me out to know if you have a Harrington in. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is the first time I've ran yes, it at Hickory. I remember you know, that. And, um, <laughs> I mean, people are ate up with it. Yeah. Ate up with yeah. it. Insane, man. I well, mean, since all this crap happened, it, yeah. I mean, yeah. it don't. It don't. I mean, it don't matter if it's who's driving it or what car it is or anything. It's yeah. just what motors in that car. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Everybody's just consumed with it. Lately. I guess at Martinsville two years ago, uh, speaking of engines and you know letting them know what it. I guess uh, Lee put the wrong one on the side of his car intentionally. Uh, pull you yeah. And. He got in trouble for it. I don't know exactly what happened. He was telling me about it, and he didn't tell me. The, I, he may have told me the whole story. I, I forget things. I don't know. But I, I just found that interesting that he got in trouble for telling them the wrong. Well, I mean, yeah. a lot of the – I mean, even the stuff at Martinsville with all the banter and and griping and politicking for the motors, I mean, a lot of those guys that had spec motors, not all of them, a lot of them had Harringtons that they've ran this year. Yeah. And, I mean – I'll yeah. tell you what, and I applaud Philip for doing what he did. I do too, because that's exactly what I would have done. If I had the, if I had them both sitting there, and I really thought, if I really, really thought that that's what I needed, you can damn sure that me, yeah. Matt, and Ryan, and Justin, and Stephen, and all that, we're going to be yanking it out and sure. changing it. So I, how bad do you want it? That's I, it. That was all. I mean, that's how bad do you want it? I won't mention the driver's name, but after Martinsville, I'm talking to them about their engines and what they had and what they were running. They run a spec motor. I said, well, why'd you run spec motor? Because you know, they had told me, this driver had told me beforehand that he thought the Harrington was going to be the best motor at Martinsville. He said, I thought we could get some rule changes. He yeah. said, and that's why I run it. All well, you had to do was raise did. your hand. And, I mean, there was plenty of people. <laughs> Unless Tommy was in there. There, there was more <laughs> people that raised their hand that had motors. I'm like, what in the world just happened? Like, people, yeah, yeah don't you want to keep, no, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do you not see this? <laughs> that, that, I never will. That the driver's meeting, or, or one of the meetings, I don't remember. I remember we were sitting there. I think it was the, the driver's meeting the day of the race. We're sitting there, and they're going on, and he's. we're like, you know, we're trying to make a more competitive race, blah, 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 so we're going to add weight and do all this, blah, blah, blah. We're like sitting there, okay, 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 you know. And then they're like, 
Oh, yeah, and, and during the halfway break, nobody can make any adjustments. Nobody can fix their fenders. Nobody can beat out their doors. Nobody can clear a tire rub. Nobody can adjust their track bar. And me being – And we got three officials. And I, yeah. Nobody touched on that. We got three officials. <laughs> and I raised my hand, and I said, okay, is this – so you're saying that you're trying to make the most competitive race. So you believe that it's going to make a more competitive race if you don't let somebody fix their fender or move their track bar yeah. if their car's tight yeah. or something. I'm like – and then they were like, oh, oh, yeah, everybody can do whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and that was where it went from one yeah. stream to the yeah. absolute other. That's how it rule changes go there. Yeah. yeah. Everything. In the driver's meeting, the worst part of the driver's meeting is when you're sitting in there, when they do the one inside the media center. Yeah. And we're always in there for it. And, you know, we're listening, and they'll say such and such rule. And then somebody will go. And they go, I, I raised my hand, by the way, because <laughs> y'all can't see me. But um, they'll, they'll go, well, I, in the, on the entry blank, it says X. Oh, well, that's what we're doing then. We're not going to do this. Well, just make up your damn mind and do one I thing. Mean, just let them do whatever. I mean, and that's ended up what they did, and that was the right thing. I mean, yeah. we, we changed the power steering pump at halfway because I had no power steering in the first half. Yeah. Well, not we. I could tell I, by I the way the brakes were glowing. You didn't have any power steering. We had good brakes. They, <laughs> they glowed. But, uh, they glowed, but um, we had, I had no power steering, and I didn't change it, but I was I say, stayed in the car, but. I mean, if you can get it in those races, if you can get it changed in five minutes, whatever. I mean, you're gonna if, if somebody changes their carburetor and puts a big carburetor on it once the race, they're gonna get thrown out afterwards anyway. Right. So what's it matter? Well, seeing as you come prepared tonight with your own list of topics that you thought we were gonna talk about, anything we missed? I don't think so. Man, we hit it all. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm he had to remind us of the spindles. But I, I'm, you know. I'm glad you came. I, mean, I, I, mean, I think I, this is what we got to do. I've been thinking on it a little bit. Like I said, I, you know, I, I mean, I think you guys have the the right outlook on it. I mean, it's just, I mean, you're trying to make people aware, but not just to create controversy. I mean, it's just to discuss the, yeah, I, I don't really want to create, I think we're going to create our own controversy, not trying. Oh, there'll be controversy. Uh, for sure. I, I mean, and, and I guarantee you somewhere, somebody tomorrow is going to be calling one of these chassis builders, maybe you, maybe, you know, a tech director and they're going to be like, I listen to such and such, and Josh Berry said that those exactly. didn't outlaw exactly. all that That's probably right. already <laughs> happening right now. They're probably I getting text it. messages. I and it. all the tech guys, all they hear was, one, 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 Josh the, Berry, one, 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 Josh Berry. Yeah, That's and then the, the motor builders are going <laughs> to yeah. be, my, my, my motor ain't, doesn't cost that much. Josh Berry's a liar. And they'll all hate me. And Headline, Josh Berry ruined hey, racing. We already got the first one that said that you were lying about the cost, and that would be Zach Bruinger. I seen each other well, in just a while ago. I mean, I think he said he had twenty five bucks in his motor or something. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, that he, he as, runs as like it too. So I mean, you know, <laughs> we need somebody to be the voice of racing. Why don't we let him do it? Jesus, something <laughs> about aunts and uncles and I don't know, <laughs> planting corn, really something I don't honeysuckles, know. Uh, yeah, something. He didn't bring his mom to hang out, did he? No, <laughs> Jesus, stop. Uh, just, stop. just checking. Just stop. There was somebody else. He said, just, I don't just know. stop. Let's just stop. Please, please don't go over that. Um, and on the next episode. <laughs> Gosh, and, and we, we, we do have to about wrap it up here. <coughs> I mean, we can go as long as we want, but I don't think we should go too long. But, uh, man, Josh, you've been actually a really good guest, and, you know, we appreciate you uh, coming on with like us. Like you expected. Yeah, I, I thought well, you well, 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 actually did pretty good. That was condescending. Honestly, <laughs> no, 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 honestly, you never know. I mean, like, you huh? get a guy in, in – and I think this setting helps because, you know, we're just all kind of laid back. We've talked him 3,000 times. He's pretty good. You know, you know sometimes he's full of crap, you know, on well, Facebook. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you just never know. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. You never know. I mean, I don't mean that in any you know, way. I just mean that he's been a really good guest. I think that people listening have got a lot of information. I mean, I certainly have. Who I mean, do you want to thank? 
right? You know, there's some. He's dudes. already thanked Dale Jr. Yeah, okay. I don't care main, about that, right? Thing. Like Dale gets thanked enough, but there's some. There's always some people that that help you grind that nobody ever gets to know about, right? Like Greg Marlowe was influential for me. He really helped me stick to the grind. I've had a lot of guys that have come through here. Ryan and Matt, nobody knows who they are. So. Yeah. Uh, so th there's some guys. I mean, whether it's the sacrifice your wife puts up with or your your parents or you know what I mean? Who they don't get so many of the who is there anybody else that you want to thank that just is selfless and doesn't have to you know what I mean they just work because they want to because they believe in your brand and what you're doing I mean really like you said I mean obviously early in racing it was my dad you know sure. and, he, and I don't get to see him as much now because I you know he lives in Tennessee still and I live here but you know, he was so I mean he did anything he could to just help us race at sure. the level we were racing now I think he was racing here. then and um, you know nowadays like I said all, all our guys and, and I do it's something that I do really take a lot of pride in and you touched on it is that we've had the same guys for so long you know and that's something that like I said we had people come and go you know people decide that they want to do something different or whatever sure. but for the yeah. most part the core whatever, guys have been the same yeah I mean and they and it's a lot of sacrifice to go to go do the stuff every weekend and not you know I mean a lot of them work really good jobs and could make more money on Saturday working you know, sure, at, doing something else, yeah. At, at their normal jobs, but instead choose to help me. And, yeah. and I mean, they've told me, when you're done racing, I'm done racing. Right. You know, I want to race until we go out. And I mean, I take a lot of pride in that. I mean, I think, I mean, you see, I mean, the, the, our group that we've had, you know, you recognize every year it's like the same same people. And, and even, you know, in our shop and everything, the same people. I mean, I think it's a credit to, to what we're doing and how we're operating. And, I mean, I take a lot of pride in that. What, what question did they ask? <laughs> Zach, Zach's chiming in again. He wants to know if you pay for Speed Fifty One. I well, mm. <laughs> you might you might want to be careful how you answer this based yeah, on the last no, question you answered I, about paying for something. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say this on if if I was you, <laughs> and I wanted to do that, which I don't necessarily think is crazy. Yeah, but you should give the. Josh Berry's and Corey Latham's and Roger Johnson's free race 22 and say, look, man, I'm going to give you this and just share share some stuff on it. Spread it. Like, when I write about you, when I post a video on it, share it. Like, and then I'll say, okay. Sure. I've been with it for when 10 you, years. You oh, a, I'd raise hell go. to get this damn sweatshirt. Here we go. Okay. That's my opinion. You, you know how much, I'm speaking saying. of, you know how much that shirt cost him? According to his Facebook, $50,000. <laughs> That's it, how much that shirt goes. But you get, I mean, he ain't seen fifty grand in his entire life. Okay, Shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying, though. I, I agree with what you're saying, though. <laughs> no, I do too. I actually I mean, like I, that idea. That I mean, say, so, hey, look, here's a here's an account. You know, help me out with it, and well, and I mean, I'm going to share the post race interview at whatever, and then you know, more than likely, my dad and maybe my uncle or somebody, you know, they're going to get an account, and somebody, you know, I mean, that's how it. So is that the deal you're on with 51? No. Oh, okay. No, they don't. Figure. I'm not, I'm just not figured a, I'd ask. I'm not on any deals. <laughs> just, just figured I'd ask. I mean, thought it was a good question. Sure. So, we, I was actually surprised. All two people still listening cared. <laughs> I was actually. <laughs> How many people are listening? I can't look at it. Do you have any? Was a total of six. Don't say it. Just don't say it. It ain't enough. Right. No matter what, it ain't enough. Yep, but live viewership, if you notice on all these Facebook things, they're not very high unless it's some superstar. I mean, which, I mean, yes, you are, so I mean, maybe it's, I mean, it's 10,000. I don't know. commenter, Andy. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I don't mean that in racing. I mean, like, you know, somebody 
Big outsider. They just started last week. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, you know. They just showed up. He's <laughs> not no Zach Bruinger or anything, but he's getting there. That is true. I mean. That is true. You know. Yep. Um, I, would, I, mean, I would like to see. About 80. About 80 I would like to see you bring on a, you know, like a more, a, a, I guess I'm going to say more grassroots. Somebody that does it theirself and works a real job. We're going to. Oh, well, we're yeah, going to yeah, have yeah, mini I mean, stock drivers and right. yeah, stuff I mean, like that. Oh, get, yeah. their, get their side of what. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean just like I'm how you got on there, that, that's how people are going to get on. If you want on the show, you need to hit us up. I yep. feel that's like I feel like you asked me because you thought I was full of shit, kind of. <laughs> you kind of wanted to see if you're like, all right, here, let's go. Like, and Maybe I was that like, had a little bit to do with it. But, I mean, you put it out there. I said, well, you know, he asked. Nobody else has asked, you know, except for Nick Payne, you know. Uh, but, you know, so we just figured, you you know, we'd put you on here. Just put a picture of him up, and then he'll look like the bad guy if he don't show up, you know. No, I so. did put a picture of him. I know. Up, so, you know. I mean. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess. Uh, appreciate you to, coming, though. We didn't get to all of our I topics. Know, thank you. We do appreciate you coming. I really yeah. appreciate it. Been a, a great, uh, great Great guest for sure. Um, anyways, we're going to get off here for tonight, and we'll be back. Uh, I don't know if we're coming. Are we going to do this next Monday, or what are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know. But we're uh, working on the podcast, too, so we're going to interview some people through it. Uh, I've got my home station, you know, set up and ready to go for I want to do video. We're going to do video um, soon. Uh, we're going to – we got video uh, being shot tonight, and hopefully we'll be – we're moving in that direction, and like I said, I mean, if you want to be on the show, there's one way to get on the show, and we're not doing calls, so you got to be willing to come here, and you know, Zach, I mean, he set through all this bull crap tonight, so we might have to get him on the show here soon. He's buying something. For I didn't throw, here. I didn't throw him under the bus. <laughs> and he don't buy nothing. <laughs> they just take it out the back. They don't <laughs> buy. <it. laughs> yeah. Sounds like it's what everybody does. Right. Um, <clears throat> anyways. That'll do it for uh, tonight's uh, Race 22 Radio. Appreciate you guys uh, joining us, and uh, we're out of here. I must be going. I cannot stay. I came to say I must be going. I'm glad I came, but just the same, I must be going. La, la. For my sake, you must stay. If you should go away, you spoil this party. I am through I'll stay a week or two. I'll stay the summer through. But I am telling you. I must be away.